0: We just jump right into it. I don't. I mean, y'all. Everybody may not know us. Um, so why don't we just real quick uh, give us like the two-minute. Someone was like elevator version. Who you are? How you met?
1: Um, it's funny. I always I always tell people we met on we met online, but we not like we. I always tell people we met on Craigslist because it's funny, but we didn't. But. <laughs> Um, no, we actually, um, we met through, anyone, anyone remember what, what Tumblr was? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's crazy because <laughs> we met through our, our we, we were dedicating our pages to, you know, Jesus and, and we had our, our blog and our pictures and stuff and, and, uh, she had, was looking for on fire, on fire believers, uh, side note um when we do talk
0: yeah. we're recording it so if we could yes, go into so the, if you the mic talk. sorry sorry just so everybody who's, <laughs> who's gonna listen to it afterwards can hear so a, i
2: um figured out that there was people who claim that they're christians but obviously they do not live like it and found out the hard way um i was new to christianity did not grow up in the church i was straight crazy before i found jesus so as i was walking through everything i didn't have friends i was like the first christian to get saved that i knew of like my age um so I was pretty lonely, <laughs> and I had, like, no friends, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this blog and follow every Christian person that I know, but I'm going to check out their profiles, make sure they're legit, um, and he was one of them, and yeah.
1: Yeah, so long story short, we were friends and messaged each other in Bible studies and stuff, and it wasn't, you know, we weren't, I wasn't really thinking too much of it, but, um, and there's one of our children. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, yeah, long story short. Um, we were talking back and forth for a little over a year and then um, I actually had a friend who invited me to fly out because she's from California and I was from here uh, and so she uh, I had a friend who had an aunt that lived out in the same city as her and we were going to go visit her and so we flew out and um, met her for the first time and and you know it sounds weird to say, but uh, there was just something different about her, and it's in that moment where I was just like, man, this is someone who I can see uh, being with for the rest of my life. And so, yeah, that's, there's, there's, man, two minutes, there's so much in between that of our story, but that's just a rundown of how we met, Um, but it's always weird when people ask us, because I'm like, we met online, but it's like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything weird, I guess. I mean, I guess that's normal nowadays, but... (laughs) But, yes, yeah, so, yeah, here we so are. So good. So good. Uh, can we do two minutes? Go.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to awkwardly hold this here.
3: No. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm, I'm in this chair because I'm super pregnant, so I'm not anything special. <laughs> Nick brought this chair for me. Um, okay, let's see. How do I, what do we say? You go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, uh, praying for a long time after bad relationships, the Lord said to wait until he brings someone. Uh, She had come out of a bad relationship um, as well. Her boyfriend had cheated on her. This was in college and all the things. And so I had been praying for some years, writing some stuff down, asking the Lord to speak. Long story short, uh, we went on one date at the end of the date we looked at each other and said i think we're getting married and she said yeah i know we are and would not advise that for most people because one date man uh but it, there's a lot in it that's how
1: our grandparents <laughs> did it the though, date
3: right? was that we the, were sitting we were sitting across from each other and literally i'm like sipping water and like looking at him i'm like you know what this is and he's like yeah i'm like you're you're my husband he's like yeah
0: <laughs> we had we had a there was some crazy stuff she had been prior to this like at a concert before she really like knew the Lord and it was like a wee fest it was like a you know modern day Woodstock right and she's like you know people everybody around her is crazy alcohol the whole thing everybody's drunk and and I was come to find out later her phone had turned off so I had texted her I was praying and I heard her voice and I had texted her the scripture uh, God gave me a scripture and we'll spare you all the details, but basically like in that moment, she, she didn't have her phone on her, um, turn it on later, see the timestamps realize we were, I was the same time I was praying and she, uh, she was, well, I'll let you tell it. Quick.
3: Sorry. Sorry. This is, this is a, this is a side note, but, um, yeah, so I was not saved at the time and I, and I feel like I was, um, I was trying to be. I was trying to, I, I felt so lost. Like I just felt like I was putting on a front and randomly this security guard drove up and I was underage and I was intoxicated or a little bit intoxicated. And I like ended up just going and sitting right next to him. And then this, the security guard, all, all he spoke to me was scripture. Like the whole, everything was scripture. And I was just, cry, I was sitting next to him crying. And then he goes like, I, you, you know, the way that the world sees you, but do you know how God sees you? And it was like such a profound moment that, like, when I was looking into his eyes, I was like, I'm speaking, like, Jesus is, this is an angel or something, to the point where the whole rest of the weekend, I'm, like, telling all my friends, like, you don't understand what happened. I spoke to an angel. I can't, I can't tell you what, it is, I I don't understand what happened. Like, God must be real. I don't know, and then, but at that, it was that same weekend when Nick was also praying for his wife, and so he had texted me, um, scripture. It's really hard to, like,
0: but long story short had a bunch of this stuff kind of happen the Lord did it and we are by no means uh all of us experts on marriage but we love the Lord feel like we have healthy healthy marriages hopefully can encourage you guys and there's probably even people in this room who could Skylar and Lisa you could probably tell us tell us even more on (laughs) healthy marriages right so uh but just thought we'd have a discussion sound good
1: how long have you guys been married
0: we've married for 11 years 11 years almost 11 yeah
1: Almost 11? Where are you guys at? We're, we're almost 9. Almost 9? So there you go. Just a little... No. He's <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys. You're much more... You're better than us. <laughs> no.
0: We're going to be gleaning from you tonight. So let's just do questions. Cool? Um, we could start. Does anybody have one they just want to jump up on the the mic if you could again we're recording there's a lot of people who are like I want to be there but I can't can you record it so if you could ask the question into the microphone that would be great this is not
1: just obviously about marriage this is yeah relationships relationships in general singles I'm
0: single dating that type of thing What, what am I looking for anything so and it'll also be really awkward if we open this up and no one says anything so we'll sit here for a while if we need to but Yeah. Obviously, you guys came here for
1: a reason. (laughs) So let's ask some questions. You got one? Perfect. Perfect. Everything's on the table. Okay. Not for me. Not for me, but for a daughter who would be seeking a partner. Um, How much did you or would you encourage or?
0: You got, it. you got it there you go perfect
1: how much would you encourage or when would you draw the line maybe is another way to say it if the person that you're dating they used to call it courting or whatever when we, but dating would isn't pursuing the lord like you are like when do you like what's what's some advice you would have on that if they're not kind of on that same level as you and do you, how much give do you
0: give them? That's a great question. CJ, you got it? <laughs> <laughs> Leanna? <laughs> um,
2: well, <laughs> in just an honest opinion, you know, the Bible calls us to be equally yoked. So if someone's not pursuing the Lord or has a relationship with the Lord, um, that's a really big deal. Um, obviously, they can grow and if they're willing to do that, but um, I think it's definitely something to take caution with because I've seen it done where people call it like missionary dating, I guess you say. Oh, I'll date this person, and eventually they'll get saved, and then they have years of struggle being married, not having the other spouse be involved, and wanting nothing to do with God, so that is very real. You're going to have children probably, and they won't be raised up in the ways of the Lord with the other spouse involved. So I wouldn't encourage it. Obviously, um, there are situations like, you know, you guys met and, um, but I would really pray into that. That's something that you definitely want to have wise counsel with, have others to come in with, and reminding yourself that you will spend the rest of your life with this person. So um, are you going to be okay with it being a constant battle of them not wanting God? Cause that would be really hard.
1: Uh, just to add to that too. Second Corinthians six fourteen is that scripture where it says, "Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers." So it says unbelievers, but I would say, you know, definitely be prayerful uh, in any relationship, uh, whether someone is casually serving the Lord, uh, whether they're lukewarm, whether they're uh, serious about uh, giving their life to Christ. Um, because if you know biblically uh, what a what a yoke is. Um, it's what went over to the the steers of the oxen um it was like this big wooden thing that basically bound them together, so like if one turned left the other one would also turn and so it's it's very important because a lot of the times what we call missionary dating um it's like it's it's like i haven 't seen it really be fruitful um as much as because you know uh one of one of you most likely is gonna is gonna be pulled or pushed in a direction, and I've just I've just seen it so many different times of going into a relationship like that, and then the believer um, slowly drawing away from the Lord, and so I, that's I just encourage that. I don't know, everyone's story is different, but if biblically looking at it, I would say no. Um, and be very, very prayerful if that person is going to be truly dedicated to the Lord or not.
4: Yeah,
0: I, I think you have to define why you get into relationships, why you marry someone, because um, what is the purpose of those things? Because I think that kind of drives the answer to a degree. If, if the purpose is um, self-fulfillment, then I will tend to hang in a relationship, in that scenario, I will tend to hang in a relationship probably longer than I should because I'm doing it for what is really strictly my my, um, desire or gain. You know what I mean? But really, God designed relationships and marriage not for self-fulfillment, believe it or not. God designed covenant in the same manner that he desired covenant with his people, in the same manner that he desired covenant with the church, which was the design was for relationship, but relationship that is uh, spreading his kingdom and is designed for relationship with him. So the hard thing with those, and there's honestly, there's no black and white answer. Like, you know, what's, what's not enough? What's not, you know, will they pray more than I, you know, like obviously we can get really in the weeds on it. Um, And there's also some scriptures, honestly, that are weird, random outliers. (laughs) That would be the exceptions to the rule, right? But um, you have to go back to why, and I think maybe all these questions, we're going to keep funneling, I want to anyway, this through of like, why am I in a relationship? And really, I'm in a relationship because God, I'm pursuing covenant, and I'm pursuing covenant because covenant, whoever the Lord, if he brings me into a covenant relationship with somebody, it's for the purpose of giving him glory and furthering his kingdom. And the beautiful thing is that when that's the focus, your marriage is going to be 20 times better than it is. You actually get the fulfillment that you're designed to have because you're living in the design God have. Does that make sense? So I would answer, like there's no black and white answer, but I would check why I'm in that relationship. Am I in it just because I have a need for a relationship? Or am I in it because, man, I really want to, I'm, I'm pursuing the Lord and want to find someone to pursue the Lord with and... Uh, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. You know, like eventually, if you're running and and burning, um, and they're not, they won't catch up. You know, that makes sense? So, any of that? Good? Question number two. Let's go.
5: Hopping up. So, in Christian dating, obviously, I think there's a certain amount of intentionality uh, in preparation for marriage. What would you guys say maybe like once you were married were some topics or questions you felt you should have asked while you were dating?
0: That's good. That's real good. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which one
2: you started with? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I'm to get started. trying to
0: think what Um, oh man. I've got some areas we can go, but I don't know.
1: Go ahead. The the, f- the first one that I think of, and uh, this is probably a, a reason for a lot of divorce, is actually money. Uh, this is huge because you... It's auto- the number one reason why people yeah. get divorced, statistically. You, you automatically assume that the other person knows how to handle money, um, Well, no, this is not, this is... Careful with the amens. (laughs) This is me and Leanna's dynamic, okay? This is totally, uh, is that we grew up very similar of not having much, but she came away from that being such a giver almost too much sometimes where we have nothing. (laughs) But then I grew out of poverty, with a stingy mindset because I didn't want to get back there. And so she challenged me to become a giver and I almost challenged her to be a good steward. A good steward. <laughs> and so, but these are the, 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 the things that you don't really think about that much and you get into it. And it actually is a, is a huge issue. Um, And like Nick said, it actually is the number one reason for divorce. And you don't think about it much because you're thinking of all these different other areas. But money is huge. Um, And I think it's something that we need to talk about more. Um, I think that needs to be a prerequisite in premarital counseling is knowing how to budget, knowing how to steward what you have, learning how to be a giver. Um, and then also just your basic finances is now we have to join everything together. You know, uh, we've known couples who are like, OK, well, this is my money because I make this money and this is my money because I make that money. Well, you know, you, you pay that. I'll pay this. And it's just like you got to work it out. But for us, it's like it goes all in one account and then we look at it and then we say, OK, and I'm, I'm the bill payer. Um, and so but, you know, nothing's hidden from her on the other side. Um, but, yeah, so that aspect of it was something that we had to learn. And there's like the pitfalls. Um, yeah. Other that, you wanna to add to that?
2: Well, yeah, no, I think I was really good at spending money. <laughs> we had like a $200 gift card for our, um, wedding gift to hy and I literally spent it in one trip. <laughs> so mine was grocery shopping. It wasn't like shopping shopping. I love organic foods and all that. So, um, but I think it's also like being open and vulnerable to what you struggle with. And I would say like, no, you take all reins on the money and the paying the bills, because I am not good at that. Like I know if I do it, I'm not very responsible in that. So um, I guess just open vulnerability of your strengths and weaknesses. Um, Oh, and just being open to, yeah, admitting where you're not so great at, I would say.
3: Um, I was gonna say something that we didn't really talk about beforehand, but we figured out real quick in the first year, I would say, is um, just even responsibilities within the household, and uh, you don't realize until you become one with someone else how much of your um, expectations come from how you were raised, and how you almost assume that the other person was raised similarly, and like 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 a silly, example is that um, somebody might be used to loading the dishwasher immediately like once you get a dirty dish you put it in the dishwasher or like I always thought like my dad's job was always to go gather up all the trash throughout the whole house and then go take it out so you don't even realize it but you step into a marriage and then you have these expectations and it's not happening you're like why isn't he taking out why isn't he going all throughout the house and getting all the trash (laughs) and um, so there's that and then there's also I think when you do establish the different role, like what everybody's expectations are throughout the house. Um, I think one, another silly example was, um, it was kind of understood that I was gonna handle the laundry and uh, if for whatever reason I didn't do the laundry and most of the time it would just be because I was just being lazy that day and I didn't feel like doing laundry and it's piling up, it's piling up and I know it's happening and then Nick comes down and he asks me like, hey, do do you have any socks? And I'm like, have you done the laundry like can you can you put your socks in the laundry like (laughs) you I, I remember getting I would get defensive about like you're you're a grown man like you you could do this and uh and then and then realizing like okay actually this this is coming out of a place of me being defensive about the fact that I know that I have like let this slide and seemingly it's like of course he can do it and of course I can do a lot of the things that he's doing But um, taking ownership for the things that you have kind of signed up for and not getting defensive about, yeah, when you haven't done it. Uh,
0: And and I think this goes to um, really what that is, is is unspoken expectations. And, man, you bring this into, we do it in the church, I feel like, way more. We like, especially because we want, we have a, um, I'm not saying this in a negative, but like a a purity culture. Uh, I want to find my spouse. I want to do it the right way. Because once I get that, marriage is going to be amazing. And then you walk into marriage and you have these expectations of what it's going to be and what the other person could be in so many different ways. Whether it's from spiritually, prayer. Whether it's from finances. Whether it's from uh, time together. Like uh, how, how much time we want to spend with each other. What, you know, all this different stuff. Even like, I mean, we're, okay, this is a, a marriage thing, right? We're in a room here. I'm going to do this in a holy way that, that does it. But even like, um, like sexually. Like you have things that you bring into the marriage that you're like, okay, I picture in my mind what this is gonna look like, right? And um, these unspoken expectations can actually lead to um, breakdowns in communication and, and uh, division, because you haven't verbalized what, the, what you actually are expecting, and then when the other person's not fulfilling the thing that they don't even know that they're <laughs> not fulfilling, you, you, you have tension, right? So I think, to answer your question, I wish someone would've like walked through with us more of like, hey, you know just the practicals like when you get married like who's what's your expectation of this what's your expectation of that and walking through some of these candid things because um, really it learns you learn how to communicate better is really what it comes down to so yeah great question that's a really so, good question yeah next question who we got yeah yeah
6: so this is in the pursuit. I got three questions, maybe I mean, if it's okay yeah. get out no, I'm just okay <laughs> You answered the third, all right <laughs> um, So in your pursuit as, as as a man or woman right when you when you're pursuing uh your partner like you did prayer right been doing that, many options come in your way. How did you clearly discern you know like hey, this is the one? Because i for example, I had many You say
1: options you mean like.
6: Like I had many potential partners, like not, not like, saying like a... Wow. No, not saying like... These oh, options. Not, not, not like a Playboy thing, but like say, because we first start like with a friendship, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I gotcha. You have this group, group of potential partners, right? And I know the foundation is Christian, and that, but that's not enough. Second is like uh, being equally yoked, right? Like they have to be equally yoked, but I know that that is not just not enough either. Uh, I learned that the third part is like, there's a connection. Because there can be a great division. You can be Christian. You can be, uh, you know, hard for the Lord. But then there's these different other values that come inside that can clash. You know, introvert, intro, So, but so when you were chasing, though, I don't know if you guys had this experience where many potential friends were could be potential partners. How were you? Were you able to discern that? Were you ever in a scenario like that? Yeah. You know, um,
0: my doctrine on this has changed a little bit, if I'm being honest. Because yeah. um, and and the Lord the Lord blessed us with the thing that i asked for and prayed for in the manner in which i was asking for it yeah. but i used to be a firm believer of like you know the 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 isaac what's that yeah the, the like there's that one god has that one person yeah. and you know like like isaac he comes over the hill and there's rebecca and poof, the lord just gave all the confirmation eyes locked sparks flew motions ran high we're doing it let's go that's that was like the that's the person right um i do believe god does that i mean he did it for us um but i think many times that's that's for a very like um specific purpose kind of like paul said i was called to be an apostle like he had he had a the lord set him aside to bring the gospel to the gentiles like doesn't matter like that was going to be Paul, you know, for a specific reason. I think sometimes the Lord does that because there's a specific purpose and reason why he has to do that for that couple, right? Yes. And you do see that in the Bible. But honestly, like, my personal opinion, I think the Lord cares a whole lot more about covenant than he does about how you get to covenant. Does that make sense? Like, uh, obviously, he cares about if you're doing it wrong. Okay, don't take that and twist <laughs> it. But, like, I think sometimes we're so, like, oh, like, oh, no, I went – this person is – you know, they like eating vegetables, and I can't, that's, that doesn't check my box, so therefore, oh, all the other boxes are checked, but that one's not checked, so they're not the one, you know, and, and really, I think God's like, listen, find someone who loves the Lord, find someone honestly who you're a friend with, like we, yep. like we joke all the time, like, I guarantee you, if we drove two different cars here today, we would call each other on the drive home because we just like being with each other. We like talking to each other. Like, we just legitimately enjoy each other's company. Good connection. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Lord just, like, yeah, there's probably plenty of, I shouldn't say plenty of people, but there's a lot of people who maybe as you pursue covenant, you know, really do kind of seem to, like, they could be a good fit and a good match. Yep. And I think the Lord is, cares more about you getting to covenant and honoring covenant and growing in love this is the other thing. Like True. there's not this like, oh I made a mistake. Like you made a covenant. Yes. <laughs> you honor it. And and I think when you have a mindset of I'm gonna honor covenant, the Lord actually honors that covenant and you begin to grow together in, in love. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So does that answer your question, maybe? Yeah, a little, yeah like, a little bit in the pursuit, bit, yeah. but yeah, I get it. Yeah 100%. yeah
6: You kinda Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to well, say, that kind of dwelled into my second question. Uh, dealing with major differences between a relationship. For example, um, there is different values that are not different from the Lord. This is just personal preference. So does that uh, ever cost a clash, for example? You care more about dogs. She cares more about cats. You think cats are dumb. You think she thinks dogs are dumb. You know? But it's really I, sensitive to her heart, you know? Right. Have you guys dealt with differences like that where it's kind of yeah, like we, a big we division? We both
1: don't like cats, so that was really, like, that like, that was was, really great. That yeah. was like a... Red flag for me if she liked cats, Uh, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, because we were complete opposite. So I (laughs) (laughs) um, obviously in the pursuit, I want to say one thing is I don't know for women. I know for me, I was pretty set on once I learned what God wanted for me. I knew my worth. I knew my value because I grew up in the world and did not like obviously. um, I was like promiscuous and did things, but God redeemed me. And I had in my heart, and I think it's too, like, when you pursue God, his desires become yours. And you will know, like, those certain things that he's putting inside of you. And I just knew that I would not date until I found my husband. Like, I just knew it. I wouldn't entertain long conversations with men, even when, like, we would talk every now and then. I'm like, okay, until I know if you're my husband, nope, like, boundaries. Um, But I remember when God started confirming that he was my husband, I was like, okay, like, this is it, Um, started to pursue that, so I think um, pursue God, and he'll bring the confirmations, Um, when you're pursuing him, he'll show you exactly what is from him, and what isn't, Um, as far as opposites, (laughs) I grew up pretty, like, hood, so <laughs> I just grew up like, you know, I grew up around like gangsters and stuff. So when I met CJ and we were like hanging out in the car, I'm bumping my Lacrae, and he's like, hold on, let me change this. Let me put on some Britney Nicole. Uh, <laughs> or Brit Nicole. <laughs> it was
1: something. Uh, yes, it was oh, Britt Nicole.
2: And I was like offended. I was like, wow, did you just change my hip hop for it, Pop? it
1: was the first song that came on that I could understand what they were saying, and it just happened See, to be, yeah. it just happened to be Brit Nicole, but um, <laughs> some of you guys, I don't know if you know who she is, she was Christian, I mean, I was just like, okay, this is Christian, but yeah. you want to well, add yeah. to, yeah.
2: Just because I know for me, um, obviously, I got saved um, from being in the world, there was a point where I thought he wasn't the one, because he didn't meet my like the things that I thought he would look like. Oh, he's too nice. Like, this is way too nice. I'm not used to someone this nice. Like, it legit felt weird to me because I was so used to the wrong kind of love. And I remember um, as I fasted and prayed, the Lord really corrected me. And he said, everything that you do not like in him, like that you're like fighting, is actually a true man of God so do you want the world or do you want a man of god because if you want the world go back to your ex and i remember the lord telling me that i'm like whoa and i repented and um started to recognize that like he doesn't have to be like me he is his own person and i'm so grateful i didn't run from that because like i love my husband like when i think about all the petty things that the enemy was using to try to get me to divide against him of like oh i don't like how you do this and you know i would do it this way or whatever um, honestly, it was sometimes just the enemy whispering in your ear because he does not want holy covenants, so.
1: Perfect,
6: yeah, yeah. that's really good. Just
1: added add to that, three things uh, f- when, when uh, you looking for somebody um, is um, attractiveness, obviously. You wanna be attractive, attracted to them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, the uh, character what yeah. their integrity and character is like. Those things can grow yeah. over time as well. And then direction is another one, um, because you can meet someone who is on fire for the Lord, but are you guys moving in the same direction as yeah. what God is calling you to do? Yeah. Because if you've, you know, if she was like, yeah, I'm called to missions, I'm just gonna live in other countries. I'm like, I'm not called to that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, like, we're just going to do long distance for a long time? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, like, direction is because, like, you guys have uh, a direction, a calling that God has for you, and, um, you know, there's a lot of playroom in there, but, like, are you guys pursuing the same things? Is God leading you to the same direction in that, in that sense? That makes so, sense. That's, yeah. yes, yeah.
6: pretty rich. Yeah, to that. You guys kind of open more questions for me, but this is my <laughs> last one. No, because it's rich. Like, oh, like, this is really okay. good ideas. Um, and then. I don't totally want you to do this. Could we maybe come back to you? Yeah, is that all right? I want to hug it. No, 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 You're, you're not
0: hugging yeah. it. So it's good. But I'm, I'm gonna maybe open it up again, and then we'll come back. Is that okay? Yeah. Unless it's completely, completely tied.
1: Uh, we might even answer your question. We might even. So. Uh, it is kind of tied as in
0: marriage. Uh, okay. Just with Go ahead. Yeah, do it. Sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Let's do it.
6: In your, in your marriage, um, how did, did you, how did you deal with, uh, say, a family from each side that? <laughs> <laughs> might not be like very lovable you know like oh, like that really interferes yeah. with your relationship <laughs> have you guys had that experience where say your sister or father or uncle or something that you're really attached but you're but it's really really destroying your like gets in the wedge in the relationship kind of fades the love away i don't know if you've ever been in a scenario like that
3: Mick said, "Is this recorded i think he's where he's dying no, i'm <laughs> kidding <laughs> No. I'm going to send this to we're your we're family, Nick. Really <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like um I feel like for us, both of our families were pretty supportive from the beginning. So I don't know if we ever had anyone that was trying to like sabotage it or I think it was hard for my family because again when we when we started dating or like I say when we started dating, but really like I said on our first date we were like we're getting married. So for my mom, that was pro- that was a that was quite the phone call from because I'd been dating my college boyfriend for years, and then i and then I declared like I'm gonna figure out this God thing. I'm not dating anyone. Like I'm gonna go a year and I'm gonna set myself aside with the Lord. And I'm like I don't even know what that means. And then and then like a, two weeks later, I go on the date with Nick, and then I call my mom. I say I just went on the date with my husband. <laughs> So anyways, I feel like, I feel like for my mom and my family, my parents, they were kind of like, okay, slow down, what's happening? And God was again so good because he, in two separate ways, like confirmed it with both of my parents. Um, they ended up meeting people that knew Nick and Nick, Nick's name got brought up to my parents and they're like, Nick Nick Fela? And uh, they're like, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great Christian guy. And so my parents were both like completely at ease with it. But I think that I mean, yeah, for the most part, everyone's been supportive. So,
0: I mean, real quick in the practical, you're gonna you're gonna come in like holidays. You're gonna you're gonna have things where like both families are used to just having you, you know, on the holidays. And now there's two families and two families to go to, and it's just natural. Like we're blessed with just awesome families. But you know, even in that, it's just hard for you know, people to even settle and realize like, okay, wait, this is going to change. It's going to be different. So you give them grace, honestly, uh, but you, you are a unit. (laughs) You make decisions as a unit. Um, You stand behind one another in those situations and you always, and and just, I think this is maybe the one thing you're always, you always are going to honor and support the other person and not, you know, the, you know what I mean? I mean, not if they're just like completely out of line, but but you have to be together in in these things, so. makes sense. Good? Cool. All right. What else? That's a great question. What else we got? Any in the basket? Do we have a basket? Where's the basket?
7: basket there, oh. No one had put anything in there yet. Oh,
0: man. You're all just bold. That's good.
7: Here. I can leave it up here. Well, if there's none
0: in there, then. <laughs>
1: Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. And then we'll mix them up. So yeah.
0: What else? I know. Else? I know we
1: got. I know we got some questions. I know. There we go.
0: Come
8: on. Um. So I have a question, just kind of about um about dating, and then I
3: know that you know men are called to pursue um to pursue women and to be to find a wife, but how as women, you know, how do we um, balance, you know, making ourselves available, like kind of opening ourselves up to be pursued, but also not crossing the line of pursuing the guy.
0: I feel like the ladies should answer this. Get
2: it, Leanna? Ooh. Well. Gosh, mine was so different because we met like online. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know for me, I just had something set in my heart and mind and like, I wouldn't entertain anything else. I was like, no, I know I have a husband. And when guys would try to talk to me, I'm like, nope, I'm not dating until I have a husband. And they thought I was crazy. They're like, well, how are you gonna have a husband if you don't date? I'm like, he'll find me. You know, I I was just so determined. But that's not everyone's story. Um, So Holy Spirit. Um, I mean, I think obviously have boundaries, like no that if there is someone trying to pursue you, I think really it should always be the man pursuing you. That's just my heart. That's what I feel. The man um, finds the woman and he pursues her. Um, But also if someone is trying to pursue you, my heart would be like let it be a friendship that the Lord sets on fire and keep it very um, boundaries because there's sometimes people will date and then they start doing things and then they break up and it's just a big mess. So um, as you're going about pursuing someone or someone pursuing you, being aware of if this does not end up working out, you will have to live with like those consequences and it may end up just like really awkward, you know? So that's just something that I would think about. Um, I know that was my heart of why I made certain decisions as a Christian, like, okay, if I date, I'm not going to kiss him and just certain things because I knew how that would work when people break up and then it's just messy. So I don't know if that really answers that, sorry. Yeah.
1: I, think, I think it's important to understand and clarify what pursuing means, what what is it entail. I don't think that pursuing means the woman doesn't do anything and the man does everything. I think it's okay for a woman to initiate conversation. Um, sometimes us men, you need to draw us a picture in crayon <laughs> For us to understand, and, and especially, you know, the world has taught us, uh, ta- not taught us, but taught you as women uh, to to play games or to, um, you know, oh, you know, just put the bait out there and, you know, let them just, you know, drag along and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the world. And I feel like we have been influenced so much by the world's standard of dating and pursuing that now women have, have feel like, uh, oh, the guy has to do everything. He has to initiate, he has to talk, he has to pursue, he has to plan. And I think there's a lot there, and it's important for a man to take on a role like that. But it's okay, women, to reach out. Uh, maybe say you want to get some coffee sometime. Uh, if you're waiting for the man, you may be waiting a long time sometimes. Okay? Uh, and you'll miss your chance, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's I, I just feel like it's... Just I don't. know, You can't really. It's not like you can find that in the Bible too much. I mean, uh, maybe like, Old Testament the something.
0: But if you're interested in the guy, guys want to know that. <laughs> you know, like. Tell me what like, you want me to do, and I'll do it. Man, like if we don't, if we don't think don't you're interested in us, we're gonna be like, all right, this girl, she didn't, she didn't want me to do not want anything. She's not interested. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not shooting my shot. See what either. other like, options
1: are. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, I think there's a, there's totally a way in which, um, the guy can drive that uh that he can be the driver of that but also like with with freedom for uh the girl to 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 be able to like express the fact that yeah you know like I'm interested in you and and letting him know and and starting up conversations if that's you know like those things I think there's there's obviously varying degrees but yeah I totally agree with both of you that's great
1: it's like a a cultural thing too I mean yeah the American culture is so much different but yeah, I think there's a lot of okays and do's and don'ts. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Now, if he's not willing to step up and lead you, another conversation. And pursue you the way that you're supposed to be pursued, like, don't settle for anything less than that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. What else? Well, any, mar- any marriage people? Married people in here? Come on. No. Oh, come on.
6: on.
1: Let's go, Gavin. Come on, Gavin. So
6: my wife and I have had
0: this conversation multiple times with multiple kids, being fruitful and multiplying, and then taking that to another extreme. Without taking it to that extreme, as a church, do we feel like a vasectomy is the same as abortion? And then in the same sense, do we, like, um, without, like, taking – we have talked to multiple people that say condoms are kind of taking control, uh, control away from God and putting it in our hands. And as a church, how should we feel about that? And, and honestly, I appreciate the question. I know some people may be like, wait a these second. These are the questions like, that we were this praying is, this for. Is open discussion here, okay? I want to do it in a way that, like, honors the Lord. So, but, but these are real questions. Um yeah, I'm I'm going to tell you what uh, – anybody know Ty Shenzel in here? Uh, Love Ty. Ty. Ty started the Hope Center down in North Omaha. There, I mean, I love it. Every time he he'd preach with his shoes off, he he was just amazing guy. They they died him. And his wife died in a car crash with a with a friend of ours, um, five years ago, no longer than that, way longer than that. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's beside the point, but he was so funny because he they had like four kids. So every time he preached, he'd say, "We've got four kids. Just add water," and it was a joke. It was like you know but uh one of my buddies asked him the same question and he goes yeah man you can do that but you'll wind up with 20 kids (laughs) you know like like the reality is is like uh i think there are limits to this and this is where it's specific to certain things because certain forms of contraception really are abortive um whether we realize it or not and so And I'm going on the fly here, okay? So don't, like, 20 years later be like, oh, see, this guy's doctrine's crazy. You got me on the fly. But, um, so, I think you have to really do your research, first of all, to know, like, what exactly it is that is going on. Um, But, man, like, in the Old Testament, they, like, historically we know, this is going to sound really weird, but, like, there was forms that were very, forms of contraception that were very similar to Blocking in ways that you know uh, a condom does, or something like that. Like they—they, they, it's not that they didn't use that. Um, so, I think you got to be very prayerful. And I think what the Lord—you're talking to—that's our fifth, okay? So, <laughs> and we've had two foster kids. So you're—you're you're talking to people who have a lot of kids. But like I—I I personally know that like even for our family, like the Lord's told us, like, hey, listen, you throw one more in the mix. Uh, ministry will be hindered <laughs> like it sounds bad no i 'm legitimately like it it will affect actually what I want to do with you right wow. um, and that doesn 't mean that like if we had another one that it 's like oh man this isn 't no like if the Lord gives us no one great but um, but we feel comfortable being like, okay, after this one you know we 're going to shut her down <laughs> At least for a while, you know what i mean uh, so <laughs>
1: we'll we 'll see about that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think if we do one of these next year, who knows? Uh, hopefully, we're not in the same position. Um, but but I think I think again, this is like high Holy Spirit prayer. Um, know what you're, what it is that you're doing, and what it does. Uh, and so maybe if there's one on a specific thing, you know, we can maybe talk about it. But I think with with any forms of contraception, it's like um, you gotta be prayerful about it. If the Lord's given you an okay then 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 sure um otherwise like as with anything you don't you don't want to be doing something that's, that's where you can praise a couple to to do it it's probably a roundabout way of not answering your question uh i don't know you got her her mom her mom's a midwife so we've got a, a she's literally she's yeah she's <laughs> she she's delivered half of omaha so we've we've ac- honestly we've got a we're very fortunate because we have kind of an inside track to like be able to ask questions from someone who's a a spirit-filled believer of like hey what is this type of birth control (laughs) like is it how do you feel on it is is there something we're not seeing so again biblical principle wise counsel seek wise counsel on it um i don't know that doesn't answer your question does it gavin i mean it does yes Yeah. For sure. I don't think that there's like a one answer. Is it yeah. Like, yes, yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like on the flip side of that, I've seen people who won't have kids because they just want to do them. They want to pursue their own thing. It's nothing related to the Lord, <laughs> right? It's This goes back to what is relationship? What is covenant? Why are we in covenant? It's to further the kingdom of God. Yeah. And honestly, even. The Lord, healthy marriages and, and children, if the Lord asked me, that is a, a thing in the Bible where like children were a means of furthering kingdom. You're raising up a generation, especially in this world. Oh, man, I could preach on this. <laughs> like I Lord actually told me with this one, like because at first I was like, holy, oh, we have another one. But, but, like, I was prayer walking my backyard one day after we had found out, and the Lord was like, you realize that scripture where it says these are arrows in the hands of a warrior, children. Like, you got one more arrow in this world, right? Like, and you're shooting that thing. Your, your job is to raise up this child so that in a world full of chaos, we got another spirit-filled holy roller, like, like going. You know what I mean? So... So yeah, we shouldn't just not have kids because we just wanna be selfish, right? Um, Anyway, if that's the motive, right? Sorry guys, I went on that a little bit. Uh, Good question, Gavin. What else? Rebecca,
9: let's go. This is super basic, but no one asked it. So what are some things that you guys have found that really kept you unified When putting God first, but also having children, you guys are in the middle ground. So, like, what are things that have really helped you stay unified in the chaos?
0: (laughs) Go to bed at the same time. Mm. (laughs) Amen. Uh. Legitimately. (laughs) Go to bed at the same time. There is something, um, there's something too when you go to bed at different, separate times. Enough on that. Yeah. Yeah. It unites you in a way when you're actually going to bed together, so that's one
1: thing. I think uh, something that the Lord has really taught us, and I'm I feel like I'm still growing in, but um, you do, do continue to do the small things. Um, you know, give give kisses every night before you go to bed, and, uh, keep opening the car door for her, type of thing. Um, marriage itself is, you know, they say it's a holy making machine. Uh, and it reveals a lot of selfishness in you as you grow. Uh, adding kids to the mix is like a whole other, you know, machine in itself of of teaching you patience and certain things. So it's like you, you tend to, as, as married couples, um, lose this balance sometimes where obviously the kids need so much attention. And sometimes you can focus so much you can almost idolize your children to the point where you neglect your marriage. And so I, I think... Something that Leanne and I have been trying to do better and, and more is is creating boundaries, uh, creating days, specific days, um, sticking with those days and being consistent, like Saturdays is our family day. Uh, one thing that we tried to do with our kids is get them down early. Uh, learning from you guys about that <laughs> is is absolutely same time every night, which is fantastic because it gives you time. Our, our boys, it's been a battle with that, um, but I know it's important. So something that we've actually started to do is is uh, um, getting up early in the morning and praying when we can together and starting our day off together like that uh, when they're still sleeping. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, being consistent with a lot of the small things um, that you can easily forget about and and overlook because of everyday life and so on. That's
0: so good. And honestly, and I know, like, listen, sometimes like every not all kids are created the same right so there's obviously like but I'm a firm believer in like we have our I mean our kids know like we have our our time at the end of the night where it's like you know you're going our our babies go to bed at seven other kids they they go to bed at seven thirty eight o'clock and eight to eight thirty before we go to bed no I'm just kidding it's not far off uh you know we have like an hour or two where we have our time um date nights like consistently once once a week have a night where it's locked in the schedule in the schedule and obviously there's seasons where sometimes you know that just doesn't work out but but having consistent date nights where you're just without kids looking at one another in the eye um yeah yeah sorry no you're good
3: um I was gonna say even even with date nights we've even not necessarily had those being going out, but we'll have it where we put the kids to bed and it's like, okay, now we're door dashing or something, and we sit together and we eat. And if it's not possible or feasible to be going out, you know, all that time. Um, one other thing I want was gonna that came to mind was I remember when I was a kid, and I, I think my sister and I asked my dad, It was like a really weird question. We're like, who would you save out of the four of us kids? (laughs) And like who? I don't even know. And uh, it stuck with me sorry sorry yeah we i'm one of four kids siblings okay so i'm asking we were asking my dad this we're like who do you love the most i don't know and he was like your mother i like i i would and i I remember being like dad like i was like so (laughs) appalled by it and uh but it stuck with me all these years because um I, i just think about like the importance of of not not forgetting your spouse like like, Nick and I, if our unit is strong, like, that is going to be the biggest blessing and gift to my kids. Like, they are going to thrive. Guys, I'm too pregnant. I'm too emotional. I'm just going to cry. <laughs> but um, when they can see, like, a healthy a healthy marriage, a healthy mom and dad who prioritize each other and love each other well, like, that is going to have such a huge, a way bigger impact on them than having mommy focus on, you know, one, you know all the kids. So...
1: Yeah, I just want add to that, too, to kind of go along the same lines, but something different, too, is like uh, uh, one thing that Leanne and I are really, really big on is making sure that we sit down together as a family for dinner every single night. Uh, I've turned down jobs before that uh, had me working late in the evenings. Um, I, I've taken pay cuts so that I could make sure that I'm off every day at a certain time. That way we can be home and the boys can see that this is an important time where we're all interacting, uh, eating together, loving each other, uh, serving each other type of thing. Um, so that's, a, that's another that's, area. Man,
0: this is a great question. I'm getting all sorts of stuff. Uh, one, another one, i got two actually, um, being a family on mission that when, again, it's not just about my you know, happiness, and my kids' happiness, and uh, by the way, don't make the kids the center of your world, that's another thing, that sounds counterintuitive, but like, when, when they're just like, all the attention's here, and everything else has to go out the window, because these are my kids, uh, it actually doesn't help them, it actually doesn't produce a better marriage, it actually doesn't produce healthy families, but when you are on mission together, like, the the thing, I cannot tell you, the, the times we have been the most united in marriage, is when God has been, been like, we're praying, and it's like, I got a shift. Here's the thing. I'm. You're on mission. I got something for you, and it's wild, and it's crazy, and it doesn't make sense, but we're, like, locked in together, and we're doing it together, and, and our kids, even, like, with foster care, like, we sat our kids down, and we said, hey, listen, um, Jesus' heart is for, you know, for kids, and kids who don't necessarily have mommies and daddies who are, you know, the, able to, you know, do things the way you are, yours are, or don't have homes, and um, mom, mom and dad feel like the Lord is saying that we want, we want to open our home to some kids. What do you guys think? Can we pray together? And man, I was like, oh gosh. I'm not even pregnant. <laughs> 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 uh, man, we, 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 we had this conversation with our boys and it was immediate. They go, oh yeah, 100%. 100%. And we're on mission together now And so, to answer your question, like, how do you, how do you have, be better united as a unit when you're on mission together, you know? I have another one that's a little, can I go there? (laughs) Man, like, um, have a healthy sex life. Oh, got quiet. Like, seriously, like, you know what, you know what, oh, you know what the world does? they try to do everything they can to get you in the bed before marriage, and then they try to do everything they can to get you out of the bed after marriage. It's not right. It's counterintuitive to God's plan, right? And yeah, like healthy marriages, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. Like, put that phone away. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm like, oh man. I was like, don't you record this and put this on the internet. Uh, As we're recording. Yeah, you're right.
2: Pastor said, have lots of sex with Video's America. different.
0: Uh, but man, like, it, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. Like, you need to prioritize that, <laughs> you know? Like, we as, as believers should be the example of what healthy sex lives look like, you know? Like, just flat out. And man, I don't know. Like, kids, kids can't, like, that can't be an excuse to, to not prioritize that, you know what I mean? Yeah. We went there, we're going there, guys. Yeah. We're going there. It's it I'm, is, yeah, yeah. Skylar, what you, you got something on that, right. I feel
2: like. Is <laughs> that <laughs> uh, can, can
0: you, Lisa, honestly, could if you have something, can you use the mic, just so we can have, do you guys have something? No, I'm just, I'm just fully, i just fully agree with you, 100 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, let's go. <laughs>
2: said yes and I think even in a sense like um, you like when you are intimate with your spouse like you're almost becoming one again every single time and there's something that like unifies you again and that's why the enemy like when you're married as you said it's like an attack to like not do that and then um, for a woman it could be like oh I'm tired or this or that and knowing like not to allow the enemy to create these excuses to keep you from your husband because that will be like an actual real temptation that he tries to do in your marriage and recognizing that because I know I've heard from so many where like you're listening to this voice but you're not recognizing like that's dividing your marriage like why are you giving into that and keeping something from your husband and even in the word it says that his body is my body and my body is his and not to like withhold that from each other so
0: it's good there you go what else add something get it Skylar come on get it this
1: is recorded this is recorded on podcast by the way Skylar Um,
7: no this is um, just just to compliment what you said Um, in Scripture in 1st Corinthians it talks about not withholding yourself unless you're in agreement we're gonna pray we're gonna fast because it can give an open door to the enemy, is exactly as you said. Um, I would also add that there's going to be times where either whether it's your wife or your husband has either had a super hard day, they have been wrapped up with the kids and they have been so overwhelmed and they are so mentally drained that it's not that they don't want to be intimate, it's that they're like, I love you, I literally am just overwhelmed. And in those moments, we need to, out of love, the love of God, and compassion for one another, even if we're, like, hot and ready to go, we need to recognize if they're not able, if they're not ready, can, do I love them enough to even kill that desire, not the desire permanently, but in the moment, to love them rather than love myself? Because it's hard, guys, you know, when we like if you get a desire and you're like, she's smoking, it's been a great day. And it, it literally, it seems like the times for at least, you know, uh, in, in my life with Lisa, when I'm like, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really like excited to just see her, that it's like she's had a really tough day or vice versa. And it's not an a coincidence because the enemy would love nothing more than for one person to be amped up here and the other person to be completely just almost waylaid by the by the things of the day yeah. and then for you guys to come one with an expectation unspoken here yeah. and one with the expectation here if I need help I've been overwhelmed and all of a sudden now you're clashing and the person that you are in covenant with that you say that you love now is your greatest enemy yeah. so I want to just encourage you know anyone who's married or you're planning on getting married you have a desire to be married keep that in mind that the goal is not to gain for yourself it is to live a life that is filled with love the love of god and that love of god is is purpose to be poured out to your spouse It is for the glory of god
0: which which speaks to again you know marriage is not some separate thing that then we have like rules and, and things and then it's like bibles like the the biblical principles of the bible should be displayed through your marriage just as much as anything else and the biblical principles of scripture are i'm gonna if if we both have the desire to and not just in this area but to serve one another the way that the Lord you know has done for us, then inevitably a lot of this stuff works itself out right because I'm wanting to serve my wife in the way and and that may look like grace on a day when i'm ready to go and she's or or for her vice versa and why, it, I, we always do like the the guy wants the, like we're gonna break those stereotypes like there's there's times right where um but, but when you're mutually wanting to, to um, you know, lay your life down for the other person and have that mindset, uh, a lot of this stuff works itself out, even in the bedroom, right? Um, yeah. Oh, man, I could, I could go there. <laughs>
3: um, I also think the goal, the goal is intimacy, right? So, so even if w- someone is ready and someone is not... Like, I'm even thinking that it's just a time where you can just be close, and I can give him a back scratch or, like, something, and we can just fall asleep like that. But the goal is intimacy and not meeting a quota. Oh, man.
0: The church does that, though, right? They do this whole, like, 48-hour rule. You know, like, I've actually, I've heard that. (laughs) And, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, they, I've heard, like, if, well, if you don't, well, then his eyes are going to stray, which... I'm sorry. Like, I, I, like there's a there's a principle that I get. I get what they're saying. I totally get it. But no, 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 guys. Yeah. I, since we zero in on the guys, guys, like, no, that's that's garbage. <laughs> like, your eyes are for your wife. And if you allow and choose your eyes to stray, that's on you, <laughs> yeah. right? Sorry. No, that's good. But it's just another night. probably another. well, uh, like even in there's, princi- there's principles here. We're gonna keep going. Um, I love Ty and Terry again. I, I love those guys. They used to do a, a marriage thing, and I this this the I, this stuck with me. They would talk about how like even with intimacy, they they did it as like. Um, are we making you guys uncomfortable? Is this okay? Or is this all right? <laughs> uh, no one's saying yet yeah, no. So, but they're also not really saying yes. Um, they would talk about it like the examples of like, you know, there's, there's different types of meals. And do you remember this? I thought it was so good. It was like, you know, there's, you know, sometimes there's like the, the five course meal, right? Where everything's, you're hitting on all cylinders. You got the date set up. You've got, you know, flowers and candles and, and you just do all the things. And, and it's like, sometimes you have five course meals and they're great. Sometimes you have snacks. <laughs> Everyone got really quiet. Like, so, sometimes the, the best form of intimacy is, is the snack. You don't have time for the five-course meal, right? Sometimes it's dessert. Like, like there's, there's even, like, with, within intimacy, being okay with, like, even, like, you know, woman, man, they have different ideas of, like, hey, what's going what's gonna to, like, actually fulfill and satisfy? And being okay with, like, hey, at times, like, <laughs> kids are screaming, we got 10 minutes sweet, we're going to have a snack, you know? like But then sometimes you got the five-course meal, you're on a date, you got the whole thing, and, like freeing yourself to even, like, that was really freeing of, like, yeah, yeah, this, you know, you can, you can have different ways in which, um, different circumstances are allowing you to, to enjoy your spouse. Does that make sense? Is that, am I
1: going too deep there?
0: Uh I feel like
1: the, the premarital counseling is going to be flooded here (laughs) soon. Everyone's just Noah's Ark pairing up, like, (laughs)
0: sorry, did I go, I hope I'm not overstepping here. I don't want to
1: make anybody stumble
0: either, but, um, These these are things I wish people would have talked about because you bring in your expectations into the bedroom, right? (laughs) Into marriage and no one talks about it. So,
2: No, I think it's good because we have to break that stigma. Like that's the reason why so many people are going to the world for answers because the church isn't talking about it. Like even for singles, what they struggle with, like pornography, masturbation, like nobody will talk about those things, but people are struggling. And, um, what you do not expose, it grows, whatever you keep hidden, it grows. It's just like mold, right? It's going to like massively just grow. So I think it's good. We're breaking that. And and you know why,
0: maybe this is clarity, (laughs) why it's important is because like, you know, for the most part, not always, but you know, girls and guys are sometimes just wired a little bit different in this area. Right. And the things that, you know, make a woman desire certain things are maybe different than what the man needs to desire certain things. And so sometimes, again, expectations, a man comes into a marriage and he's looking for snacks. Like, I don't want to put the work in. I'm just going to, you know, if I want it, you got to give it to me. You know, like there's these unspoken things of like, oh, like this intimacy looks like this. It's, and really he doesn't realize that it's like, these are snacks, right? Whereas the woman's like, no, like, I want the five course meal. (laughs) Like I want to be wined and dined and I have to feel close to you and that secure. And for the guys, sometimes we're just like, well, you know, let's just get to the point. Right. But, but no, like when you're looking after the other person, you're the woman's understanding and I'm using these, it's not always this way. Okay. So hear me out. But the woman's understanding many times that it's like, Hey, um, I'm dying to myself. And like, okay, we don't, we, he's desiring a snack. I want to fulfill that, right? And the guy on the flip side says, listen, in order for my wife to be fulfilled in the way that um, I want her to, it requires a five-course meal. So you know what? Die to yourself. It's not going to be a snack, <laughs> like, right? Like, mm-hmm. wine her, dine her. Do the things that are going to make her desire you, right? Yeah. Um, so. Good. All right. Yes.
2: Okay, this is kind of on the
5: same topic. So this is also a little raw, so it's mainly for the girls, but having grown up in, you know, Christians can be in, like, a purity culture. Going into marriage, I've had friends that have talked to you about this. Have how, how do you handle any, like, shame or guilt you might bring into your sex life from previous, you know, before marriage sins that you've had, and has there been any, like, mental like challenges that you two have had to come together and be like okay like let's talk through this and you know how do we come together as one when we both had previous experiences
3: um so i was definitely raised in the uh with the purity culture and i was given the purity ring and all that and i i and i think it came with a good heart but i think that i i took it just as this is the goal. Purity is the, like, not purity, but just um, not having sex. So then you're like, well, we can do all these other things, but as long as they don't do this. So that's the completely wrong. That is not what God has for us, right? Like, it is to be, it is to be pure and holy, like, before with God, and that's, that's the best way to do life. But I didn't know the Lord at the time, so I was just, like, it was a rule. So then in college, when I was with my boyfriend, and that rule, that finally, that line finally was broken, I remember, guys, I cried. I cried in the bed. I was just, tears were rolling down. Because I was like, well, that was it. Like, now I'm, I guess this is my husband. I don't even really super like this guy. Like, you know. And in my mind, I was like, well, I just ruined everything. And now no godly man will ever. That was literally the thought. And look, here I am. (laughs) But I remember thinking, like, no godly man would ever have me. And... So then, when Nick started pursuing me, I I knew it was from God. I knew it was. I know, gosh. Um, there's, there's like a million in the pews. They're everywhere. Um, but I knew it was. Thank you, for everybody. around. Okay. So I I met Nick. I knew it was from God. I knew he was my husband. Um, but I still, and there was like an initial moment of like, okay, I know I've been redeemed. Like, I know God has forgiven everything. So ultimately, like I have nothing to be ashamed of in front of man. Um, but the enemy totally tries to like weasel his way back in. Cause I remember vividly, we were like, I don't even think we were quite engaged yet. Um, but we were at a prayer night with some of his friends that he'd been you know friends with for a long time and they'd been doing like ministry together and there was this really cute girl and she just seemed so holy and perfect and like and i knew that nick had known her forever and i remember like being in the back of the prayer room and being like that's who he should he should be with you know He, i'm ruined like i'm i'm spoiled goods and i remember thinking like I don't deserve i don't deserve him he should be with her instead and that is completely a, a lie from the enemy trying to tell me that um i'm i'm rambling now no, but good. That's
0: so good. It, it but the god of scripture is the god who takes the woman who d- can't have children and puts a baby in her. the god yeah. the god who takes the dead and raises them to life he redeems these things right and he he takes the impossible and the things that the enemy wants to say no this is who you who you are and no, 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 it's who I was, right? But I've been buried. And I even think there's something about the Lord actually can redeem to the point of, like, it is as if, you yes. know, it's new, you know? Yeah. And and I, I'm just a firm believer in that. And so I think being honest with the person is is a, a good thing to, you know, work through. Honestly, even um, sitting down and walking through that with, you know, people who can counsel through some of that, you know? Um, but ultimately, believing in a God who... And being people around you who won't allow you to believe the lies and to speak truth over you, you know, and the truth of what it is. Um, So, yeah.
2: So it's purity culture and in marriage. I think that's good because that is a lot of what I struggled with too. Because I had like quite, quite the past, Um, and I knew that he didn't. So that was for me really, really hard to like grasp. Of like, okay, I've been redeemed but a part of me felt like, well, how you said, like damaged goods. I felt that way as well. So there was such a struggle, but I remember going to my friends and they would pray for me and they were so amazing. And, um, he would randomly message me. Like he always knew, he always knew whatever was going on. And, um, he sent me one message he was like, you're a pure unblemished bride of Jesus Christ, a virgin. And like, it was this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not though. You like know that, right? And he's like, no, you are. And I was like, wait, did you, like, understand me? Because I'm saying, like, I have a past. And he's like, you've been redeemed. Like, that's not who you are anymore. And um, there is parts of that that, like, came into marriage as far as um, not, I don't really feel like our, um, sounds so weird to say, not when we're intimate together. (laughs) Um, But I would feel more so, because I was in an abusive relationship for, like, it was abusive six years out of the eight to nine we were together. Um so I didn't realize how I carried a lot of that internally trauma so when he would like touch me or like come up to me I would like push him away because like I just felt um I don't know like it would just make me feel away and I started recognizing I think it took a couple of years in our marriage for me to like really recognize why I did that cuz before I would just say like oh I don't like being touched but God really started like working with me to heal through that of like no it's the trauma of your abuse and the things that you went through and because of how you retreated from like that past. So you really need to confront that and break that lie because that's like breaking connection because really I wanted him to hold me. I wanted him to come up to me but when he would, I would push him away and then I would feel dumb. I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell him. Come back, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, and I remember even telling him at times like when I do that, like fight for me. Like please fight for me because I'm like battling this internal battle. So I think it's so good of like when you're in marriage, if you are going through that, or beforehand, and you may not even know, but just, like, may it be a reminder of when you go through something, have open communication. Like, open communication is so important just to talk about it, and maybe if you can explain it, say, like, okay, when you do this, I don't know why I do this, and you may not have, like, the words for it, but it will come, and that healing will come, so.
1: And, um, you know, biblically, when you, when you see the comparison between uh, Christ and the church, it's like a, a, a groom and a bride. Uh, look, you know, you, you see the story of, of uh, Hosea and Gomer. You know, Mary's a prostitute to display, like, Christ's love for the church, how um, for his people that even, you know, in the, in the sense of labeling it as damaged goods, like he still sees worthiness and purity and love in them and you know my my past wasn't perfect and i remember having these um, conversations with Leanna, and i remember the lord since the day that i met her i just kept on hearing the lord say over and over again love her and never stop loving her pursue her and never stop pursuing her and i just remember in those moments when she pushed me even before like you know we, we when she was moving out here uh, from California to the Midwest um, of course we're traveling together we're not married yet um, we like get a hotel room and then she's like you know king size bed I'm like I sleep on the floor and she I remember her just putting pillows in between us and I was like I'm not gonna try anything like what like what is it but it was just this constant like like pushback um, and I remember the Lord just Continually hearing that over and over again, you know, love her unconditionally. Um, keep loving her. And, um, you know, as, as sometimes we, we have these expectations, you know, I talked to, to men before where they're like, um, oh, you know, I'm a virgin. I'm looking for a woman who has never done anything ever. And I was like, well, what if she does have a past and the Lord has redeemed her? And there's this struggle because it's like, well, you know, but it's like you need to understand that the blood of Jesus is so powerful. Yeah. It, it wipes away. It just, in a sense, doesn't just cover. It wipes away um, as if it's never happened. And if God throws it in the sea of forgetfulness and he chooses not to remember it. Why do we have this constant desire to think about it and bring it up? And it's not even just for like, oh, me looking at you. It's, it's we looking in the mirror at ourselves. Why do we constantly remember our past sins? Why are we constantly dwelling on the things that we've done wrong when, when God has chosen to forget about it? So if God doesn't look at it and he looks at you and he says a pure, unblemished bride, why are we constantly dwelling on those things that no longer exist in a sense and it was it was a it was you know uh it was a process and things i had to learn but i just i just remember um i just remember looking at her and, and always praying the prayer god let me see through the eyes of christ uh, to the pure all things are pure and I just remember saying that, and I said, okay, God, like, I want to see how you see people. I want to see people. I want to see my bride. I want to see my, my, my girlfriend, my fiance, my wife. I want to see her how you see her. And it literally changed my entire life, where those things just didn't matter anymore. I was just, just found the one I was going to sh- share the rest of my life with, and, and those things are just, yeah, gone. Come on,
0: So good. Is this beneficial at all? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I know we're we got a couple of them all right
4: um this says uh wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife as also christ is the head of the church uh, and he is the savior of the body therefore just as the church is subject to christ so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything and then it says husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Uh so I'm wondering like what you guys would say it looks like for a wife to submit to the husband and what it would look like for a husband to love the wife and also what what it would if the husband's supposed to submit to the wife as well, what that would look like and what it would look like for the wife to love the husband.
0: Um, I would love to do a teaching on this. <laughs> yeah, there's
4: there's a lot to unpack. <laughs>
0: but we don't have time for that. So I'm going to give you some snippets. Um, I think this verse has been abused. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Um, because uh, for, oh man, there's so many things here. This is a really deep thing. So this it, is such a good question. Um, I'll say high level without getting into the teachy cultural context, um, what's going on. There are different things. but. Here's what that, I'm going to tell you that verse is not saying. I know many of us will go, yeah, of course. But um, that is not saying the husband will lord over the wife. And I think we have unknowingly made this a verse that's like the husband is lording over the wife. And you're going to do what I say because you're supposed to submit to me. That's not the intent of the verse, just just being honest with you. Uh, In fact, the verse actually says mutual submission to one another. Isn't that interesting? In a culture that says um, women have no say and women should not do anything and should be silent and uh, all these different things, um, it's weird that Paul says, by the way, mutually submit to one another. That's countercultural to the the day and age right there, by the way. And meaning, um, yes, there are things that the Lord will say, husbands, live up to this standard. This is what I'm calling you to. Wives, live up to this standard. This is what I've called you to. But as you are pursuing the image of Christ, the beautiful thing is like uh, a true husband who is leading his wife well will know pretty darn well that his wife hears from the Lord and that when she hears from the Lord and it's of the Lord, he better submit to that. (laughs) Like, Like you know what I mean? Like I'll go to the foster care example. Like I didn't get the the word about foster care. (laughs) Okay? She woke up one morning and was praying and was like, Lord just downloads and goes, I think we're supposed to foster. And it wasn't like I was like, Oh yeah, I had the same thing. Like good. Well unless I I got it. So or did I? And that's tricky. But what I also didn't do was go, Well, sorry, but until I get the word, it's not legitimate. I actually just I was like, you know what, like awesome, good, like, let's pray about it, and as long as it's not like, I got a huge red flag in my spirit we need to talk about, like, no, like, I'm going to submit to the word that the Lord gave to her, because she can hear from the Lord just as well, right, Um, and there's mutual submission here, right, and that being said, I think when husbands lead the families and lead them well, uh, the wife will want to, like, it's inevitable, the wife will want to will want the the man to I actually think ladies, correct me if I'm wrong, I think ladies want a man who will lead them well. Yes. Now, now that does not mean I need some like, you know, domineering macho. That's not what I'm saying. They want a man who loves the Lord enough that they can gladly go, "Man, I trust in your headship." <laughs> man, I trust in your headship. I I as you pursue the Lord and Jesus is the head of this marriage, I love the fact that you can lead our family well. Ladies, I think that's what you want. <laughs> when done right. And men, like, you better believe, like, yeah, we, we want a wife who goes, Man, there's nothing better than your leadership. <laughs> I love I love you leading this family. Like guys want, you know, spouses who will be like, Man, it's my joy yeah. to follow, right?
1: If if men if you are a godly man pursuing the Lord, you won't have to demand submission. That's right. Your wife will desire to submit because you have given her something that she can submit to and trust that you are a man of God and it's not manipulation or abuse, but it's, wow, okay, you can lead properly and I can trust that because... Um, what men desire most and what women desire most in a relationship are, are different things. I believe wholeheartedly that men desire honor and women desire security. And that's not just physical security, but spiritual security. And we, we love the affirmation and the honor that a woman gives to us. Like for Liana, I she doesn't have to buy me anything. If she can just tell me how good I look, I will be set. If she can be like, wow, you washed those dishes so good, babe. And I could just be like, you know what? Thanks, babe. Like, I'm ready to wash some more dishes now, you know? Like... And, and but with the woman, it's like if I can give her something where it says, you know, like I'm, I'm praying for you, I'm praying with you, I'm fighting for you. Like, you know, and, sh- and she can see that and she knows the security and I can provide for her. Um, I think there's there's just so much there is where you don't have to demand it. Um, she will just desire to want to. Um, I believe we're created equally, but with different roles. And I believe there's something special, as Nick said, when a man takes position, As it says Christ is over the church, as a man, he's not saying over the wife, but like there's a leadership role, there's a position that a man fills. And then it goes into whole, you know, uh, uh, women can't preach, and it goes into Bro, some crazy what? stuff. And I was like, you haven't heard my wife preach yet, though, <laughs> because if you did, you would change your theology so much. Like, And I'm just like, okay, yeah, but there's also a role I believe that men should step up and lead um, over people, over a church, over a thing. And, and, but I was like, man, but the woman has such a, an equally great role that God has Designed for women and it's so beautiful and it's so amazing. It's not something where it's like equal rights. Yeah, but I'm like equal rights equal fights, but no <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but <I just laughs> oh, We
0: we need to we need to teach on this sometime yeah. I both of those verses whether it be wh- the the verses about family and marriage and wives and husbands, or whether it be about women um, in church leadership and speaking, I'm just gonna without getting into the details and, and teaching it, if those verses are used to silence women, they are contextually wrong. Yeah. Okay? And it actually hinders the body and it hinders a marriage. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Good. Glad we squared that away. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um what you talked about uh is correct me if i'm wrong both you guys okay for this is, this is for the guys um husbands or guys who are going to be husbands i love it when my wife in in humility but she cr- challenges me yeah. if i'm like oh we're going to do this and or um I, in a moment when whether it's with the kids or with it's something that uh that we feel god's leading us to do whatever it might be um yes i, I love to be honored And I know that she loves for me to lead. But as men, if if we really are seeking God and we're really um, just, we've dove all in to be shaped in the image of God in Christ. When it comes to leadership, we should love to be challenged, love to be corrected. And so Lisa, my wife, God bless her. um, I love it when even if I'm, leading and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Or I think I'm right about something and she steps up and she says, um, no, there's a, there's a, there's a check in my heart where I'm like, you know, the flesh wants to go, you don't know who you're talking, you know, but like, that's, that's, that's demonic. And, um, as men, if you guys can maybe touch on that, just about keeping that heart as if we're leading, we're not leading um to prove that we're right but we're leading because we have laid our life down and we are to set an example not just in our marriage but in our home our families our communities our st- I would go as far as the nation um and without that we just become a wrecking ball so
0: that's good that's so good so good 100 mm-hmm. we'll, percent. we'll teach on that someday yeah get it right yeah I just
1: oh yeah
9: Oh, cool. I just did one last Sunday, and as someone that is not a submissive person, I've led my family for ten years. Mm. I'm learning how to be a submissive person. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, That's good. I didn't know. I'm like, do I just listen to him no matter what? And for for women to find their place in being right. submissive without like it being like the worldly view, it was like really good. Yeah, I, I recommend
0: like men. Anyway. A- again, keep learning. keep filtering this through what's the purpose of marriage, what's the purpose of relationship, it's, it's covenant, it's furthering God's kingdom, it's being, a, it's being a representation to the world of what covenant should look like, so when that's the lens, right, I'm not trying to just domineer over my wife, she's not trying to just, you know, it, we, we legitimately, as we pursue the Lord, our marriage should look like a representation of what covenant should look like to a world that doesn't understand that, right, so. Mm-hmm.
2: It's good. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. speak, oh, sorry, a little for the women, because I know that that, especially we'll when we grow up in a culture where sometimes they try to silence us, so we feel like we have to, like, make our voices heard, right? And then we could, um, in a way, become, like, um, very, what is the aggressive domineering you know like it can happen where it says oh you're that's what it is genesis where your um thing will be to rule over your husbands i think that is an actual thing that we have to talk about because there is for especially strong-willed women um where like you have to sometimes like sit there and be like okay wait is this actually something that is from god from holy spirit or am i just being picky Am I being negative? Am I like feeding into the spirit to tear down my husband? Um, especially cause I grew up in a home that was just like, I love my mom, she's amazing. Um, but she was very critical of everything. So I have to really watch myself that I'm not tearing down my husband, that when he's actually trying to lead and if it doesn't go perfect, that I'm like, oh yeah, see, look what you did. And so us women, like our job is to build up our husbands too. And their job is to love us and encourage us and, all that as well. Um, but that we would just be open to that, of recognizing those moments where we are trying to roll over our husbands and not like excusing it. Cause sometimes we try to, I know I'm a woman, I've done it, you know? Um, and I think the beauty is, I remember the Lord telling me like, if I submit to something that I don't fully understand, like if CJ comes to me about something during house fires, There was so many times, Jordan and Chelsea, we would not have known them if it would have been me, because I'm like, you're inviting strangers into my home, and I'm praying, and I'm like, Lord, like, we don't know these people. They're going to be in my basement, (laughs) and yeah, literally, (laughs) literally open our home, like, um, and I remember, and that was a hard season for me, and I was, like, going through all this stuff, but I remember as I prayed, the Lord told me, do you trust him, and do you trust me, and I'm like, okay, Lord, you're right. So I went and I apologized. I'm like, okay, all right, like, let's do it. Bring them. And, I mean, it was like a godly, divine thing. So even just a reminder to women, sometimes our emotions can run wild and crazy. Like, really go to the Lord. Pray. You guys have the same Holy Spirit. So whatever is going on, he's going to speak to your husband and he's going to speak to you. So,
0: I think Callie's got it. She doesn't ask me. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good.
2: Um, okay, so,
9: this is oh. <laughs> So, um, obviously you guys have disagreements sometimes, maybe like tension and fights, but like how do you, with like arguments, how do you respond to each other? Now that you're not in the world, you like obviously can't respond in the way maybe you used to. So like what do you do if you have examples?
3: I think, um, I think that this this was one of the things that kind of caught me off guard was I think that you, um, because it's in the heat of a moment, it's kind of when that's when some of the things that you haven't quite worked through all the way with the Lord all of a sudden come up. And then afterwards you're like, oh, my gosh, like I, have I changed or have I, did I never change? I don't know. But um, like I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of married couples would say like that first year is really, it can be really difficult trying or hard it can be hard um and I think looking back at our last ten and a half years like I think that's that reigns true as well we wouldn't look back and think like that first year was awful or anything but I think what you're what you're pointing out is the um when we would have conflict it was the one time where I feel like God was still working through me and redeeming me and 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 refining me um and so I I don't know who who I heard it from but it was like uh, I'm sure you've heard the term, like, fight fair, so um, there were, like, a couple things that were, like, okay, when we have an argument, these few things are, like, off the table, like, we, we will not bring up family, or we will not, you know, because there's just, like, certain buttons, and you know your spouse better than ever, better than anyone, There are certain things that are just going to just be, it's too painful or it's too hard. So I feel like having those conversations, like, hey, for me, you can't talk about these things when we're in a heated, when we're in an argument, not a heated argument. We don't really get in very, not anymore. anymore. (laughs) I know. The first year there was, we were working out a lot of, we were working out a lot of the kinks, you know? So I don't know if I quite answered that. Um,
1: We've been, Man, I, we've been very, very blessed. Obviously, we have our disagreements, but when we hear stories from other couples, I just sometimes I feel like, oh man, that wasn't even that bad at all, really. Um, and our, our pastor who did uh, who raised us up and did premarital counseling, he had a term where he said, you know, you need to sandbag before the storm, um, and that means to prepare yourself now. Until you're in the heat of the moment and you're trying to learn as you guys are yelling at each other type of thing. And I think that's extremely important. I know one thing that he really taught us of how is, uh, to, to navigate through disagreements um, is, is one, uh, slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger, as the Bible says, number one. But two, it's also understanding how the enemy works within each other. Um, I've talked about this plenty of times where I'll come home from a long day. And she'll say, how was your day? And I respond with her in a, maybe not the most exciting way. And then the enemy will whisper in her ear, or her ear and say, you know, I can't believe he's talking to you like that. You've been home at home with the kids all day. Like, how dare he? And then he could try to stir her up to respond back to me, to agitate me. And then the enemy comes and whispers in my ear, trying to stir me up to respond back her in the flesh and not the spirit. And so there's like this aspect of identifying when or what the enemy is doing in a situation and basically stomping it out before it, it gets there. And one of the best ways to do that is being slow to speak. Um, we as men, when there's a, a, an issue, I feel like we as men, uh, we wanna fix it immediately. And I know for Leanna, she needs some time. And I'm like following her to the room. I'm like, we're gonna fix this right now. And she's like, You can't just fix it right now, you know? Like but I'm like, we need to fix it right now. I I I need to fix it right now. That's what I do. I fix things. I need to fix things. And it's like this, you know, trying to learn and navigate that and say, okay, I'm gonna take a step back, slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger, and then we'll come back to this and so on. But um yeah, there's yeah, there's a handful of different things there, but does that make sense? Answer the question?
0: Yeah, you got something?
2: Um, I also think that like Obviously, um, a lot of that that helped us during our engagement, we had a lot of more of those heated arguments, because we were being real, like we've laid everything on the table, like, this is what I've been through, this is what bothers me, we were engaged for a year and a half, so we did marriage counseling for a year and a half, so it really helped, honestly, it was, we went over so many different topics, um, so that was when a lot of tension was happening. And I would be like, I don't want to do this, you know. Um, but in that, we were taught certain things. So when we entered in marriage, we were like, okay, you never bring up divorce. That is not, you know, you don't throw the divorce card as a threat. Um, making sure that you're not disrespectful to each other. Like there is, we don't cross a line of going off on one another. Like this is not a worldly relationship. This is a holy covenant And we are not going to let the enemy in because once they're screaming or yelling, I think that's only happened like twice of our whole marriage in like a really hard time of our lives um, where it got to that place. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, You know, just like, (laughs) yeah, it was um, it was after I had lost the baby. Um, Sorry, Um, it was just a really dark time and i wasn't healing yet and everyone's just kind of moving on in life so i was upset and i was frustrated because everyone expects me just to be good you know and no one around me knew anything because they had never had children they were all young um so i remember one day going off on cj and he was just like whoa who are you i didn't even know who i was in that moment it was very um scary but i think the biggest thing that we've always done is like when you are having a relationship with the lord and you guys are truly pursuing him and in love with him like it doesn't have to go to these crazy places because immediately the holy spirit will be like no like in that weak moment for me he was ready to respond in the right way because that's usually what happened whenever something would happen god would tell me don't react he's having a hard moment in this moment the lord was like don't react she's having a hard moment be there for her And I think that's the biggest thing is recognizing when you see this vulnerable part of your spouse, if there's anger, whatever it is, like that's obviously not them. And you know that something's wrong. So you respond with grace and mercy because in our weak moments, we want people to be merciful to us. Um, So I would just encourage that as well of um, coming with understanding of like, okay, Lord, what is really going on? Why do they feel this passionately about that? Because if it's a heated Argument, there's a deeper thing underneath that. So,
0: it's a great question. Super good question, guys. I don't even know what time it's coming kind on of like my phone. On here, are you guys doing all right? Is it late? Yeah, uh, we got so sorry. We got one over here who hasn't asked me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm totally not. I'm totally not shutting people down. Just wanting to. That's good. Keep going. You guys okay. just shut us down if we're going going too long.
8: Okay, I just have a question, just in general. Of well, I have two, but. Um, like how does a man or woman deal with jealousy, and um how does a man or woman deal with it when the other person struggles with jealousy um so that it doesn't become controlling
1: That's a really good question.
0: Man, I, I guess, I like, in my brain, story. I'll let you into my thought process as I process this. I'm like, well, what is what is the root of the jealousy? Like, why are we jealous? Afraid. Why, you know, um, what do you say? Fear. Afraid. Yeah, f- fear. Um, obviously, there's insecurity. Re- rejection.
1: Um, yeah, there's a lot of time rejection.
0: And I want to assume that it's not, I'll just assume the question is over a wrongfully placed, I mean, jealousy is not good, but, like, but There's not something like, you know, yeah. someone's going outside the the wedding, you know, the, the wedding covenant, and you're, I mean, yeah, that, I get those feelings, but, yeah, but, yeah, but um, yeah, my brain goes to, like, well, what's the, what's the root of that jealousy? Do you want me to answer that? Oh, no, I've just, I mean, unless you've got something, but i
8: am
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, man, I've been waiting for this, for you singles. I want to tell you this. Man, I've been, thank you. Get it, CJ. Come on, man. Man, no, this, this is good because it, it, it's something that we all have to do as you enter into a relationship. Is when you enter into a relationship with somebody, uh, other relationships begin to change. Uh, and they have to change. Uh, specifically, if you're, per, you, it's something serious between a man and a woman. Um, other relationships will begin to change. They need to change. Um, I had a lot of friends that were girls I was close with, a lot of uh, sisters in Christ. Uh, even those relationships, when I um, began to date Liana and was engaged with her, that those talks and those texting and certain things they began to fade uh not that i didn't love them not that that we weren't still brother and sister in christ but i was no longer having late night phone conversations with them um i wasn't just randomly texting them or or whatever um and even you know th- it's just like those those relationships have to change cuz i hear i hear these same stories all the time and, and it's like well you know they're they're my best friend it's like well now you have a new best friend you know like they can't, that aspect of things have changed. And some people will say, oh, see, you're just being so critical. It's like, I've seen way too much uh, in ministry with leaders and pastors who blur the boundary lines, healthy boundary lines. And that, that's one of the things that we can speak into people is create boundaries early on. Yeah. Strict boundaries If people call you critical, who cares? Because it's healthy boundaries that need to be set up and you need to draw the line in the sand and say, okay, this is how it's gonna be because I don't wanna give a foothold to the enemy. Uh, I don't wanna stir up something that's unnecessary for her. Um, And that was a hard concept for me because like, I like I said I had I had friends who were my sisters in Christ. I was raised by women pretty much, and so like I was just like you know hey hey what's up sis you know hey what's up and and then like you know it turned into you know, side hugs now, <laughs> and then no hugs sometimes and then it's like you got to be have discernment. So there's there's a lot there, but uh, I know you're we've always been big on boundaries. You're really big on boundaries and teaching boundaries. You want to add to that? Um, can I ask a question about the boundaries? Yes.
2: I think it would be telling them why this boundary is important. Um, Obviously it's not wrong to have a boundary with my husband of him like talking with other women and being on the phone and like, I mean that's just a necessary boundary to protect our marriage. Um, When you're in a relationship, I know for me those were just certain things, um, I know we talk about purity culture. For me coming from heathen culture, I loved that book, like I just, it helped me, sorry I did, I came from it. so. Um, the I Kissed dating goodbye. I don't know. I loved it because it kind of showed me what, what were my pitfalls and having all these guy friends, like that's not real. Most of the time they end up liking you and they're just like hoping that you're going to say something eventually. And I remember thinking like, this can't be real. And figuring out as I like spoke about it, they're like, but I do like you. Oh, okay. This is real. Um, so I feel like boundaries are there for a good reason, you know, and, um, to say that and be vulnerable and share like, hey, this does make me feel a way. It's okay to feel in a sense, I wouldn't say like a bad jealousy. There is a good jealousy because the Lord is jealous for us and we are his. So when you're in a serious relationship and maybe even asking that, what is this? Is it a serious relationship? Are we entering into that? Because for me, it doesn't feel that way if I'm seeing you talk to other women a certain way. Or maybe I'm insecure. Can you help me or understand what I'm going through? Can you grab me and pull me next to you so that I'm not feeling um, like insecure and intimidated? Because I feel that is going to happen. Like Reality, I never thought I would struggle with that because um, I never did. And then we started dating. When we got married, I just would see certain women, the way they would look at him, and I'm like... I will cut you, like, (laughs) not the one, you know, and I would just be like, do they know, and he's clueless, like, he's just like, do, 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 you know, CJ, he's just so nice, and I'm like, babe, that girl totally checked you out when you walked away, you know, but he literally just grabbed a drink, and she was saying hi, and he walked away, she was like, I was like, oh, I've never felt so, (laughs) like, whoo, you know, Um, so, and I, for me, I felt afraid to feel jealous because it felt wrong. I was like, I shouldn't be jealous. I'm insecure. And, it, and I don't know how I came to this revelation, but it was like, no, like, he is mine. That's my husband. It's a godly jealousy. It's not like, oh, I'm jealous of every woman he talks to. Not real. We do house fires. There's plenty of people he talks to. Um, but if there is moments that I feel insecure because we have had that in ministry, um, you know, being around similar people and stuff or certain um, – women who would be very like and I would just say hey this makes me uncomfortable this person's a little too and just letting him know how I feel about that so then he would grab me next to him when he this person would come up to him um so I think just being open be real I think that's the biggest thing that in any relationship you have to be open you have to be vulnerable you're gonna feel like oh I'm dying saying this but it's real like and it's okay because Um, If God is jealous for us, we're able to be jealous for those who are supposed to be like the person We're entering that in with
0: and I would say have a a Mutual default of honoring the other person um, and bring in Mutually trusted wise counsel Mm -hmm. Because the reality is is every situation is different. Like I can't sit here and tell you, you know, hey, like, oh, yeah, you know, he shouldn't be jealous. Or, oh, you you should, you know, vice versa. Like, until you actually get into the situation and know it. Um, and guarantee, this is a life lesson for all of us. But, like, when you're in a marriage, it's amazing how uh, you guys can be in disagreements or even if it's a, you know, you're dating or whatever. And, you know, she could tell me something 20 times over. And I'm like, no, and we're going back and forth. You bring in someone else that we trust and they're like, hey, have you seen it from this angle? And I'm like, wow, that's, yeah, that really makes sense. And she's over here like, I've been saying this for like two months, you know? Uh, But there's something about, like, that's not even necessarily a bad thing. There's something about, like, when you're in the the heat of the, is this right, wrong, we're having a a disagreement, um, bringing in someone who you both trust um, to be able to speak some wisdom in of like, okay, what's the situation, this situation? Yeah, listen, that's you're you're being a little controlling, or or hey, like you can't be just talking to girls the same way, you know. I think just speaking wisdom into it is the best way to know what is and what isn't, you know. So, makes sense. Well, you want to go to bed? No.
2: <laughs> just okay,
1: Yo, this side's this side's struggling over here.
0: You got this. He's been itching for
2: hey, one for a while. There he is.
0: Let's go. Um, how do you know when you're ready to be open to dating? Oh, man. <laughs> By the way, sometimes <laughs> silence is okay. <laughs> we should think before we speak, right? I don't know, man, I prayed a lot. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, like, um, that's a total cop-out
1: answer. It's, um, it's, I don't know. You got something? Well,
3: I almost, I almost think, because uh, I was on the opposite end where I was like, I am not dating, right? I think it's being open to whatever God is saying. Like being open to whatever the Holy Spirit is saying because I was very adamant. Like, in my mind, I was trying to, I thought it was the right thing by like nope, I'm one 365 days no dating me and God. And then God's like actually no, that's not what we that's not what's happening. So I think what? Oh, I thought someone said something. <laughs> uh yeah, so I think I think being open. Oh, that is that a cop out saying listen no, to God. No, that's good. But I, mean,
2: but I would say so your relationship with the Lord. Um how was your relation like were you like on fire
3: pursuing the Lord? Good question. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the time, I, I I, had the right answers. I knew what I, I, and I don't know if this is kind of going off, but I, at that point, I hadn't actually, like, given my life over to the Lord. I was, like, thinking I could control it, like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm no longer going to sleep with my boyfriend. I knew what the, all the right answers were. I was like, I'm not going to stay the night over there anymore. I'm going to start going to church. I'm not going to date a guy. And I thought that that was like doing all the right things. And then God actually was like, you know, I'll completely change all of that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to meet you know, your husband the on the. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that there's a lot that happened. But. Yeah. So.
2: Okay. Just so that they understand, because yeah. some people would be like, oh, well, you know, like I feel that way. So because um, I think that's good. You're saying Holy Spirit hit you. You were having moments of God and you started moving in your life because mm-hmm. obviously there's not a timeline. That would right. be hard to say. Um, and I agree by, like, hearing the voice of the Lord and he kind of shares something with you. Like, some people, they don't date for a long time, like a really long time. I had friends that were like, yeah, you were single for a long time. Yeah, but that's for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just>
4: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding, CJ. Good.
2: Hey, the Lord kept him for me. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, one, I would really say, like, obviously for you, cause you're in here, I feel like you're hungry for God. I would say, what does your relationship with God look like right now? Because adding a relationship into that, if you're already struggling, it's not going to like end up very well. So I would say like really work on, um, God, where am I? Cause he'll talk to you. Like, where am I at? What's going on inside? Am I ready for a relationship? And I'm big on Holy Spirit talks to you. He's your best friend. Talk to him. He will tell you. Um, I know there was moments for me where I thought I was ready for dating and found out real quick. That's why I created all those boundaries because I found out that there are people who claim they're Christians and they will manipulate and they'll do things and cross boundaries with you. And so I placed healthy boundaries for my life and asked the Lord how to do that. And by different things, it was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that and not everyone is the same. I'm not saying this is for everyone. But for me, I had to place those boundaries because I knew how to keep myself pure, walking with the Lord, not enter into sin. Um, and yeah. So ask the Lord. He'll show you. Be serious or honest about where you're at. Come on. We all kind of know where we're at. So
0: but one, one good question to ask is what consumes your thoughts, right? Because um, I think... We all can probably picture an example of this where it's like, you know, I'll use the guys as an example. You know, that guy that's like, oh, I just gotta find my spouse. I gotta find my spouse. I gotta find my spouse. Is it this one? Is it that one? Is it this one? Is it that one? Lord, is it this one? Oh, please, is it this one? I'm gonna pray. And like, if that's consuming your thoughts, you're probably in a place where like your security is actually not in the Lord. It's in just finding a spouse, right? Um, doesn't mean the Lord still can't bring your spouse in that. Like, I'm not gonna say he can't do that, But, but to me, that's somewhat of an indicator of like, man, like if I'm just secure in the Lord, my love, I just love the Lord. And yeah, I'd be great. I have a, it, you know, desire is not bad. It's a good thing. God gives us a desire. Many of us, you know, you know, some people won't, won't get married. That's, you know, the will of the Lord. But, but for many of us, he's put in us a desire for a spouse, for a companion, for a reason, you know. Um, okay. But if it's just all consuming and that's the only thing that you're just on mission to find, find wife even, you know, that's probably a good indicator. <laughs> so that makes sense does that answer your question? Yeah. So, okay, good. Cool.
2: I think it's kind of cool how like the testimonies are so different because it just shows like literally being Holy Spirit led. Right. Cause it's like, for us, it was so different. And for you guys, it was so different. And I know your guys' marriage is so healthy and so beautiful. Like we love just gleaning from you guys cause you have older ones as well. And I'm like, oh man, like, you know, we can learn and glean from each other. Um, So, yeah, even just as you were saying, like, I think that's why it's so good about like being led, because if we base it off of like what someone tells us instead of what the Lord is saying. um, I know for even times people thought I was crazy that I was moving to Iowa. They thought I was moving for him. I didn't. I went to a small on fire church in Clarinda, Iowa, but um, people thought I was crazy. They're like, you are nuts. You're going to a cult. Like, what are you doing? And I had to be sure in my relationship with the Lord and have that firm foundation that even when the people around me were saying opposite to know like, no, like I know this is God. So
0: I hope that throughout all these questions, you recognize a theme, which is like, you know, people who love the Lord, who pursue the Lord, the Lord is in the answers to all these questions, the Holy spirit, you know, and high prayer is in the answer to all these questions. And that really, like, there's answers, you know, that are specific to these questions. But really what it comes down to is, like, man, we just got to be people who burn for the Lord, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and if we burn for the Lord, a lot of these questions um, begin to sort themselves out in, in due time, right? Uh, so I hope that's the thing you keep hearing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do we got? We got any more?
1: F Y, Nick, um, I chose to be single. <laughs> I believe you CJ. I do. I do. Hello. What's up Joy? Um. So question. I'm so loud. Um. So I don't know what like dating looks like as a Christian you know so like you hear all this different advice and all these different things and
5: everything is like conflicting information but what does it look like especially in terms
1: of like vulnerability because y'all talked about like Pouring it all out and putting it all out there, but is there such thing as putting too much out there? Cause it's not every like relationship that's gonna be mm-hmm. it, and then you end up with also mess on that end. So like how do you do that in dating? Like what does dating yeah. even look like in that sense?
0: Can I give you one practical? Um we always caution, rightfully so, about the physical because it can tie people together. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I usually caution people as well to be very slow in the spiritual as well because prayer is something that is intimate. It's deep, um, and when you begin praying together and doing these things together that legitimately are meant for husband and wife, right? Like, um, And there's no black and white, no gray, but you've got to be careful you know, the manner in which you pray and, and pursue the Lord with somebody who's not actually your spouse, right? Because it can tie you together in ways that make it that much harder. If it's not that person, it can feel, the rip can feel just as, I mean, just as strong as you physically tying yourself to somebody. So, so I would just caution, that's maybe just one practical of like, it doesn't mean you don't pray, it doesn't mean you don't do those things, especially as you get closer, like these guys right here, they're a week out from marriage. I wouldn't be like, hey, don't pray together, right? Like, uh, you know, like they're, they're, you know, more or less, like the covenant's right there, right? And, and so we're, there's not concern about whether that's going to happen, right? So, so there's the, the, them praying together, which is something husband and wife should begin to develop because their lives are moving in a direction that, like, you need to be prayerful about where our lives are going together, right? Um, but you just got to be really careful when you do that and how and... Um, yeah that's just one thing for me
1: yeah it's 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 hard when it comes to there's so many books and so many videos because you like you don't really see dating in the bible so there's not really like they didn't do it yeah they didn't do it it's culturally it's it's just so different so like you we're literally just laying out a blueprint of of things that we can just kind of gather and piece together biblically and kind of you know construct this you know how to uh, but I, I really believe the the more that i that i study um it's just like there's no really cookie cutter answer like this is exactly how you do it but i will take you know obviously turn to the bible study the bible read the word consume the word so you know exactly how to you know conduct yourself as a man or woman of god and how you treat a, a brother or a sister and, and like what nick was saying you can you can puzzle piece these things together of what intimacy looks like and and so on and kind of apply it and say okay you know i need to be careful with that i need to do this i need to be better at that type of thing so it's kind of yes. it's kind of hard sometimes because you're just like For sure you know w- w- what's our Besides Holy Spirit, and that's—I don't think that's a cop out because I think if if I can give any advice to any of you guys, it's mature in the Lord, seek His voice, seek Him above all else, know His voice, because that is where He's your ultimate teacher. He's the teacher. He's the helper, and that's um, where—I mean, He's He's all knowing. It's the wisdom, yeah. the understanding, like seek him, understand, know his voice and know the difference between his voice and another voice. And really just, you're just going to, you're, especially in these times, you're going to have to learn discernment. Yeah, You're going to have to learn to know what God is saying and how he speaks to you. And, and he's going to guide you better than, you know, anything really.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and, and to give you biblical context, like, you know, the, the culture of the Bible, which is who the Bible is written to, right? I, I don't know if, you know. This isn't heresy to say the Bible wasn't written to joy. It was written to people who were in the first century or wherever you're reading. It's written for us. It's not written to us, right? It's written for us. Does that make sense? So we have to get into their world. And in their world, um, they didn't do what we did. And they would have a marriage contract. And I'm not saying this is like the standard, right? But there's there's also things that we pull from it, which is like um, they couldn't even be together alone uh, until they actually we're married. Um, And I'm not saying that's like, oh, this is biblical law and principle, but but they, I think a lot of the problems we have is because, again, going back to covenant, please don't hear me wrong on this, because you can, there's a danger and a backside to this, but again, they cared more about covenant, which was like, they got to covenant, and then they got to know each other. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, and sometimes I feel like we have this mindset of like, I need to like, um, figure out and make sure that there are no nothing that I don't like about this person, and then I'll commit. And you want to know the reality? Like, there's going to be things in, at times when it's like, man, like, you, I don't know, you're bugging me with this. Or like, man, we don't communicate the same way with this. But when you're in covenant, you work through those things because you're made to actually grow into that thing with one another they're not made to just be the perfect person for you who's never going to have any issues they're perfect no you grow into love and covenant and that's i think the reason why not not the only reason but like you avoid some of these pitfalls in the ancient near east when it's like okay you know covenant boom we're going to like joseph and mary i could teach on this forever but you know, they hadn't been together, they work to the wedding day, and then when they're in the wedding day, they consummate the marriage, and then they begin to get to know one another, <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for, like, arranged marriages, okay, don't, don't walk <laughs> out of here and go, but, but there's something to the principle of, like, you know what, Um I, I'm kind of a believer that when, when you've kind of worked through some of the, like, hey, could this person be compatible, man, like, don't, don't wait, just, it yeah. sounds bad, but, like, the backside weakness is just make sure they're the right person, but but just get married. <laughs> Honestly, like we prolong this, and it's like now I know you're my spouse, but I have to act for a year and a half like you're not my spouse, and then you just end up, the enemy gets footholds Every time, if you have an argument, the enemy goes, wait a second, is that, maybe they're not the right person. Maybe this isn't the right thing, and you start, I'm just like, man, yeah. it, when you know, get married and work through what life what loving one another looks
1: like you know i i fully believe in arranged marriages yeah. hear he's, me, he's hear, trying hear me out hear me out because i have a plan for asher and i have a plan for one of their twins because my goal is to be related to them somehow and when i told when i told nick that he asked me well what are you going to give me what's the bridal i price? said all my cattle and seven years of service for asher to oh, your family right and so i I just
0: 14 and we have a deal
1: 14 yeah and i i agreed and so i i wholeheartedly believe in (laughs) arranged
0: we're only half kidding it's fine
9: can i add add something to that yeah okay well coming from somebody that um i've been also been married for like 10 years but our marriage was not always biblical we've come from two separate things and um, when i came to the lord my husband was not saved and the Lord told me that, you know, marriage is a covenant. It's supposed to look like my relationship with Jesus and Jesus' relationship with me and what he did for me. I'm now supposed to do that for my husband. So I have to lay my life down to him. Even though he is not saved, I have to pray for him and do these things. But one of the the things about marriage, the things about life is that it's ever-changing. And so, like, the person that you're dating and the person that you first get married to is not necessarily the person that you're going to have forever. And I don't talk about this a lot, but my husband is was a drug addict and he was not a drug addict when I fell in love with him. He was also not a drug addict when I married him. He became a drug addict later on in life and he's free now, but that's the thing is like laying down your life. You don't, there's no perfect person. You are ever changing and love is a choice.
4: <clears throat> exactly and, right. and
9: you have to choose to love this person every single day, even when maybe they're not following the Lord or maybe when they fall or they do mm-hmm. things. And so I feel like that is like the number one thing to think about is can I lay my life down to this person even in their absolute worst moment? Am I ready to do that? Am I willing to do that? And if you are, your marriage will most likely be successful and it will work out.
0: Rebecca, you're stealing my, my wedding sermon. When I do weddings, <laughs> my whole sermon is on how love, you know, the, the, in Psalms it says to um, work out your vows, with, to perform your vows to one another. And that, that, that's an action. And when you, our culture today says, well, love is a feeling. So when I fall out of love well, then I can break covenant. Completely contrary to the Bible. Love is a choice, as you said. Love is a choice. And I choose to love that person. And just because there are moments in which I don't feel as, you know, over the moon as others, that doesn't mean I've fallen out of love. Because love is when I wake up every day and I choose that person. And when when we do that, the the feelings are actually, that's actually the irony is that's actually where you have the best satisfaction in the person is when you choose them this is god do with us like god chose us <laughs> he chooses us right if he went if we went off of god's feelings there's plenty of times throughout the bible where he'd be like i don't feel like you know being in covenant with these people but he like chose to do you it lie. right um <laughs> don't feel lucky, you so love it yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting so far away from did, joy's question but it's oh, good yeah, yeah. content come on i
1: forgot joy asked questions
0: question. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> I
1: Answered it. I was I love you, I love you, Joy. Um Yes. To add to to add to that, so one 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 thing is that we made the choice of to save our very first kiss for our wedding day. Um and obviously that's you know, that's a thing that we decided that we don't push that and say, you have to do that because if you don't, because uh, our mentors didn't and they have such a healthy, blessed marriage, and so that's not thing, but uh, we had, and this can apply to, to the spiritual, um, I'll just paint you a picture, but people would tell us all the time, well, if you don't kiss now, how are you going to know if you're, if you're good at it? <laughs> and I'm like, we'll have a lifetime to practice. <laughs> You know, and that's but you can apply that. Others is like, well, how do you know? Well, that's you learn to grow. Oh, man. And you mature and you can learn to love because God knows I love so much better than I did when we first got married Um, through experience, through biblical uh, maturity with the Lord. And so there's just so much that that comes after, you know, and I feel like we are such a a microwave society. Where we just want it now, we want the maturity now, we want the healthy marriage. It's work; yeah. you have to work, and it's it's it is working, and it's maturing, and it's it's learning to love like Christ. And how does Christ love unconditionally towards us? Can you imagine if God treated us like we treat our spouse sometimes? Wow. It's like he, it's like He would have dropped us way before He picked us up. If that makes sense, uh, yeah. <laughs> like like. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's just, it's a beautiful painting of, of Christ and, and, and his love for us is learning to grow in that and maturing.
0: So. And when you have that mindset, it applies to all areas. Like, again, I don't want to be the guy that keeps going back to this, but like even your sex life, like when, when you're in a covenant relationship, like, <laughs> about it. Like, we have a great sex life. And it's because, it's because this wasn't, like, year one. Like, you you learn and you grow with one another of, like, how you actually can grow in love and grow in that area and grow in, and, you know, our, our marriage in that area is way better year 11 than it was year one. Why is that? Because we've learned like, what each other you know, desire and like and all these different things where like, you grow into that. That's a, these are choices that when you just bail, right? And the world says just bail when you don't feel like it's any good. That's actually like, what makes you not receive the fulfillment of the thing that he designed, right? Yes. Um, and so staying in that choice covenant as a choice, you actually get to then grow in love with one another in all the areas, communication all the different things and when you when you're persistent in that and choosing the other person daily man like you just get down the road and and in theory it you know not to say you don't have bumps but you you grow so much in loving one another in such a deep way you know Um, I
1: feel like you need to write a book Nick about that it's like practice makes perfect (laughs) no
0: practice makes five kids that's what practice makes Anyway, sorry. Can I I
8: ask something along Joy's question? Mm -hmm. Um, So, just like in a sense of like keeping things pure um, in dating, um, but just like to what extent um, is reading the Bible or praying with another person, with the other person, um, when does that become like a line, but like also putting God at the top of your relationship? Because how do you do that if you can't? Do a lot of things like relationally with like reading the Bible or praying.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So wait, Stop. I think I drew a blank. Okay, so <laughs> can you repeat it? I'm so sorry. No, you're good, you're good.
8: Um, just like, how do you keep how do you keep your relationship pure, and to like what extent of reading the Bible with the other person or praying, but also keeping God at the top of your relationship? Like, how do you do that? in dating. So
1: okay. those things bring intimacy of
4: mm-hmm.
3: intimacy
1: And you want uh-huh. <laughs> to answer? <laughs> <laughs> I I I get the I get the question. I get the question, Nick. Uh so we Well, okay, so I I understand the question because it's like these things bring a form of intimacy uh, you want to do these things because you want to keep Christ at the center, but how do you do it in a way where it doesn't become, you know, I guess, too intimate in a sense, or you you go past that? Um, does that make sense? Is that how it is? Man, I don't. I think I don't. It just,
0: Yeah. Go, Skylar, you got yeah, it. Yeah, Skylar,
1: Skylar's going to answer this. Should one? we put old chair up here, Skylar? Skylar's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
4: He's
7: great. Um, can I sit down with this for just yeah, a Yeah, can you take it? Yeah, take it so that we Because it might take more than, like, just one minute. Yeah.
1: You just want this microphone? Yeah. Okay, you go.
7: <laughs> Okay, so, um... I don't want anybody to get offended here. Uh, so when I, we talked about arranged marriages, we were actually serious. <laughs> and I mean, our God, God is the best Father, and He arranges marriages if you will let Him. Yeah. Um, he is so faithful you talked about um like rebecca isaac literally the servant went to go find the wife it's like the holy spirit and if we are so passionate to seek god if god has given people desires to be married to be joined because it's a reflection it's it's a picture of who he is literally um And if we will be willing, just like Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son in obedience to God, if we're willing, if we have that desire and we're willing to sacrifice that desire, it doesn't mean the desire is going to disappear. What it means is we say, God, I trust you, even if I'm single for the rest of my life, I trust you with my life. And I guarantee you the desire that you have, it's not going to disappear. He is going to take that and he will fulfill it according to his will. And I'm telling you right now, our father knows what's best for us 100 yeah. percent. so along with your question right how do you how do you seek to um go about in a healthy and pure way to read scripture pray and things like that this is why i said let's not get i, I don't want anyone to hear what i'm not saying i don't want anybody to be offended here we really got to ask ourselves the the question <clears throat> we're called to be kingdom cultural not culture of this world especially the United States in the last 100 years has gone so far astray from God we have to ask ourselves if I'm wanting to date just for the sake of dating what's my why behind that what's my motive what's my heart behind it is it because um, I, I'm, I'm I'm afraid to be alone is it because I'm afraid of being rejected um, I'm gonna tell you right now that's what the that before I got born again that was my 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 place in my heart I, I I was I had to be around people. I had to be accepted by people, specifically uh, girls, because it made me feel like I was like I mattered, like I was a man, and that is it robbed me of anything God wanted to do with me or in my heart. And um, so, if we are wanting to um, meet with people of the opposite sex to pray and read the Bible, no no problem with that. My question would be, if it's one person in particular, if you are singling them out of your group of believers that you're friends with, you have to ask yourself, am I ready to marry that person? Because if, if, if you're, if, if it's one thing, if it's like, oh, hey, we're, we're just, we're meeting at the coffee shop, we're reading the Bible, we're praying. And it's just the body of Christ meeting together. You're just in fellowship in the body of Christ you're in the open, you're not alone in your apartment or you know, in the basement or wherever you're at, and, and you're, you're honoring God by the way you conduct yourself, great, but if there's a, and you guys know what I'm talking about, if, if you know like, man, okay, John is really like, I really wanna read the Bible with him, like there's a draw there beyond just like being thankful for the body of Christ, you really need to ask yourself, if you start going down that road you better be ready to get married because otherwise you're going to end up down a road and you're going there's going to be soul ties that are created exactly what he talked about and it's either going to if you're not if you're not purposing to pursue marriage there is no reason and i this is going to be seen really strong there is no reason to just go start dating people and i i'm i'm just going to lay it out there i went through the whole thing I, I many of us here have it literally destroys people's hearts souls even if they don't become sexually active mm-hmm. it will tear you up it'll cause insecurities rejection all th- or, and i'm not saying we can't fellowship we can't have friendships we can't read we can't pray my my biggest um encouragement would be rather than do a two-on-two with the opposite sex is do three or four do three or four and do it in a place where you guys are. And it's not about being like afraid that, you know, oh, my gosh, if I'm alone with someone for two seconds, I'm going to stumble. Right. That but it's, it's sure. about going, hey, don't don't even give a, a reason for anyone to speak evil of us. Right. Don't even give a reason for temptation to enter in in the sense that um, if you know there's a feeling there, like a draw to someone that you are you're singling them out of the entire church to spend time with them. There is a reason. And it's either that God is, if God's calling you guys to be married, it's going to be confirmed to other believers. I fully believe that God's going to be speaking to the body of Christ, not just you. Um, and at the same time, it could also be flesh, something that needs to be put to death, that we're being sanctified, right? And those are things that, if we're experiencing those types of things, guys, and as the body, as a whole, don't hide. Like bring those things forward. Come and like communicate. Be like, hey, this is gonna sound really weird, but uh, Susie, I really, really like her. And then sure. you know whether that's C.J. or Nick or you know another a brother or sister in Christ who's mature, right? Who 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 knows like when when they meet someone, okay? There's a thing. It's like dis, he talks about discernment. It's the taste test. It's Holy Spirit taste test, sniff test, where you're going like, there's flesh there, you know. But like and and it's it's because we love one another come seek those come seek people out who you can just bring those things because guys if we can't be vulnerable if we can't talk about stuff that is cliche there's a way to talk about the things that are sensitive uh in 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 a way that is edifying so um so good so So when it comes to dating I mean, just ask yourself, what's my purpose? What's my why? Why am I wanting to go date people? And if you, you can't answer the question, am I ready to get married? Like today, am I ready to get married? Ask yourself, is there? do I even need to do this? Doesn't mean you can't talk to people. Doesn't mean you can't be friends. But really search your heart and ask the Lord, why is this desire here if I'm not ready to be married? So good. So good
0: appreciate that wisdom right there oh man that's good well let's uh i know we've we've been at it um so we can we can start wrap i know cindy borden's probably uh if she's still alive in there (laughs) then (laughs) probably need to be all the kids are duct taped (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's going great uh cool well um Unless there's like any other, just like, oh, I've got this burning question. I've got to ask it right now. Uh, we'll probably. <laughs> no, I haven't oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not lying. Yeah. Just
6: my friend. Yep. She's sick. Yeah. Oh. We'll do one more, yeah. then we'll shut down, all right? Her question is like, uh, she wants to get married, but she's a caregiver. Hmm. Uh, and she says, well, the Bible tells me, right? I've got to leave my father and my mother, you know, to be with my husband. She says, what do I do in a situation where my father is becoming more and more crippled? Yeah. How do. Uh, how do I do it? Because it would eventually have to be with my husband has to move in and, or mm. yeah. uh, because we can't afford like very expensive housing or yeah. for him to be taken care of. I, I know it's a hard question. It's, Maybe it's not to, actually, yeah. I, I'll oh. answer it. Um, okay. She has Thank complete
0: you. freedom. Cause that's okay. not the principle of that verse. The principle yeah. of that verse is not that like, you can't ever now live in your parents' home. The principle of that verse is that you're separating from, you know, the now being under one roof And cleaving and coming together as one, right? Yes. And so you're not just going to be, oh, I'm going to have this life and that life. The principle of that verse is you're leaving and you are now, your life is united with this person. And she's actually fulfilling the heart of God, which the heart of God all throughout Scripture is to take care of those that can't take care of themselves. That's right. So I would actually say it's a very simple answer. She has complete freedom to live out the, the desire she has and also fulfill scripture um uh, being the caretaker for someone who can't take care of themselves. So, yeah, yeah 100%. I,
1: I, have a, I have a scripture for that, actually. Um, it was actually with the Pharisees. Um, mm-hmm. If you know what scripture I'm talking about, it's, uh, let me look it up real quick. It's talking about traditions. Um, oh, where you say you're taking your tithe instead of giving it to your family. Yeah. So... Uh, let me try this. Sorry. Okay, I'm thinking of a different. There's a scripture where he's talking about the Pharisees and these the traditions, where he says that um, you basically like neglect your family for the sake of the traditions, uh, something along the lines of that. And so. Um, when the, you were just talking about the heart of God, I feel like there is the um, the heart of God is to uh, you're taking one family, you, you know, her family, my family. I mean, now we are becoming another family unit, and so that's what it means is to leave and create that. But it doesn't mean that you still can't take care yeah. of your family because I believe that culturally, oh yeah, I mean, that's what they did.
0: We'll we'll end on. Uh, if you can, if you can understand this and how to read scripture, you'll be ahead of probably like 90% of pastors. Sorry, is that a bold statement? I'll say it. I'll do it. Um, when you read law in scripture, law meaning instruction, so like books like Leviticus, uh, many of the letters in the New Testament, where they are giving law. Okay, um, the purpose of law is to show the heart of God, and for God and for you to then live out the heart of God that you're seeing in the text. He was defining and shaping what the heart of God was through the laws. For example, when, I always use this example, but in Leviticus, it talks about um, build a fence around your roof. That's actual, that's a, that's a law. And the, the purpose of the law was in, in the ancient Near East, they had flat roofs and they were right next to each other so you would walk from one roof to the next. So God was saying, hey, build a fence around the roof so that when your neighbor walks from the next roof on your roof to the next roof he doesn't fall off and actually hurt himself right so what's the purpose of that scripture if you go directly to application so this is just here's my two cents on on reading law you cannot jump to application first you have to get the heart of god and the application may be the same but it actually may be different so if the if the heart of god in that verse the principle is look after your neighbor well, then, I don't get legalistic about, well, hey, who, who has a fence around the roof? Well, you're all living in sin. No, no, no. The, the, the purpose of the verse and the law is to fulfill the heart of God, which is look after my neighbor. So I can now take that and go, okay, so what's my application, Lord? Well, we just had a snowstorm. Shovel your sidewalk. Because if, if you don't shovel your sidewalk, your neighbor could slip and fall, right? I'm actually now living out Torah simply by app- applying the heart of God to a 21st century context, that makes sense? Yeah. That doesn't mean that every single thing is like, well, that's not the application, no, no, no. I'm just saying start principle first and make sure there's not a cultural disconnect and then go to application, right? Yeah. So that's how she can be freed to say, yeah, the intent of that was not <laughs> to forsake someone who who's, she's a caretaker for, so, cool. cool? End on teaching law, gotta love it, in a marriage study, it's good. All right, well, that was fun was that hopefully that was beneficial good good Praise the Lord. Um, let's do it again sometime it's good uh, this will be on um, where I've had a bunch of people say you know I can't make it but if you want to so if, if there's anybody that's asking like oh I missed it but I want to talk about it um, it'll be on the, the podcast platform we've had for just some of these teachings that we've been doing um, it's called presence driven podcast okay so presence driven it's got a cross this isn't like us trying to promote a podcast. This is God's given us just some things that we feel like we want to be able to revert back to if someone missed, missed it because we feel like they're important. I think this is one of them. So if you need that, you need to pass it along, you need to reference it later, that's what it is. Sound good? Should we pray? Pray us out. Who wants to pray us out? All right. All
2: right. Father God, we just thank you for this time together. Um, We just thank you for everyone who came and those who couldn't come as well. Lord, we just ask as um, all of these questions came forth, I thank you, Lord. I pray for every person in this room that they would hear the heart that you have for them, God, and um, the heart of marriage, dating, all of it that no matter what comes, I just pray over these seeds that they would be supernaturally protected. Lord, whatever was of you may it remain. Whatever was not of you, let it go. But I I really believe that your heart was on this, God. So Lord, I just thank you for your heart for marriage, for family, and for dating, God. I just plead the blood of Jesus over everyone here. I pray, God, that they would just be refreshed by tonight. And Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.